Little Bill was about Bill Cosby's rape accusations the whole time. Yeah, and on that note, welcome back to Whoa. the worst podcast on the internet. We're, uh, no, this, we're the best. Don't deny uh, it. The, we're, our podcast is even more dead than the ADHD podcast, which no, is really dead. We don't like to reference other podcasts. We're, <laughs> our podcast is more dead than Metroid. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Good observation. Christ. Our podcast is more dead than the chances of Spyro having a new game. Hey, Whoa. you hey. are disowned. That's a that's how, a jam. How many I times does that make on. this week? Oh my! This has got to be the third time, <laughs> at least. Oh, I. That was the biggest disappointment this year. We'll what? get one because, soon. You know what, Ryan? Wasn't it? Wasn't it you who were like? I have a feeling that Spyro's gonna come back. <laughs> of course. Was that not Blame you? Ryan. I, I do have a feeling That's he will why you come don't back. Expect I don't anything remember going if I said specifically E3, for E3. Because anybody who does is just stupid. Yeah, I'm calling oh. you out. You know who you are sitting in your chair right now. I'm actually lying on my bed. Playing around with your little blue Muppet. <laughs> little what? His thumbnails are the best thing as what? everyone make, they're just pure schlock. Can Boom. we get I him on the podcast? Boom. I want to talk to him. Boom. Talking about uh, uh, I don't, the Cookie I don't Monster guys. I don't know if he would, he would be interested. Uh, Why not? You, you guys know Ar you guys I know Arlo, him, right? The, uh, I mean, the I just try not I just to. know his thumbnails. Uh, Ar Arlo the Muppet thumbnail. He has, <laughs> like, he has like, like, what, looks like Cookie Monster without without teeth. Yeah, well, I don't oh, wait, think the no, Cookie Monster cookie had cookie monster teeth. What if he found him yeah. in an alleyway like this discarded puppet of Cookie Monster, and it had no <laughs> teeth, and then all of a sudden God spoke to him and said, My son, go start a YouTube you channel make... about Nintendo. Yeah, right, don't look inside the box. Is it a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a cookie. Uh. It is, yeah, but the thumbnails are great. I think there was one thumbnail that had like uh, Paper Mario, and it was like a, fl a background of just fire and brimstone from hell, <laughs> and it just had this little muffin sticking out of the corner, and it's great. People in the oh, comment section, so people in the comment section, let your voices be heard. If you want to have Arlo featured no. on the Inverse Cast, say it in the comments. No. Send him Stop, this podcast. Ryan. Stop. Send him oh, a boy. jar of dirt. Stop. Yeah. Something tells me that Arlo's got more important things to to do than we should get this Aaron Hansen on the show. No. People I, in I the will comments. literally disband this oh. podcast before For, that happens. I am Aaron Hansen. For those who want Aaron Hansen in the in the podcast, okay, no. let your voice be heard. <laughs> For those who want um That's Hitler in the podcast, let your voice be heard. <laughs> Tell Michael that you want Hitler today. Well, I do. I do I have the Hitler's corpse Club frozen on the in my backyard. Oh, that's cool. I want, I want Hadox in his Club Penguin suit <laughs> to be on the podcast. Yeah. He's always in his Club Penguin suit. Where, where <laughs> did you find? Of, it's a part of where his Where did skin. you find that thing? Ugh, I ordered it online. Hadox, where did where did you find that Club Penguin? I suit? ordered it online on the interweb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, before before we get too off the rails, it's time for fan fiction. Mm. 
the real villain. So we're gonna get irony. even more off the rails. Yeah, that was that was the irony. <laughs> oh. Uh, you just ruined the joke, which was so funny until you ruined it. Oh. Uh, okay, so oh. this this week's <clears throat> fan fiction comes from a viewer, actually. Hey. Uh, it's time for the moment you've been waiting for. Duh. Here it is. Whoa. Gentlemen, I give you our fan fiction for this week. Oh, me oh my gosh. Sonic X Reader, gotta go fast. Oh, I love the, the thumbnail. This podcast comes from viewer Angry Nerds 100. You, you might recognize as the Jigglypuff with the Lenny face. He sent us, uh, I have not read this, this fan fiction yet. <laughs> Uh, but it says that it is in the romance category. King K is gonna zoom in on on the on the title and the banner here. It, lo no. it looks like uh, someone took uh, a cover from a romance novel and then used the hue HSL filter to change the skin tone to blue and then no, stuck see, classic Sonic's head on it. See, I actually just you know, he and I actually planned this. I just took him a picture of myself shirtless. Oh. He, he, he oh, just photoshopped Ryan, my head why are you yeah. blue? <laughs> Why aren't you blue? That's a good point. <laughs> Why aren't I, you I had to hold my breath for a really, really long time. You know, I love on the bottom. <laughs> I love on the bottom. It says, "Read this story for free." I ain't paying to read this shit. No offense. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so I don't. I don't know if if Angry Nerds actually wrote this. Uh, I don't know. He said you should you should read my fanfic for the next Unverse cast? Question mark. So, alright, I guess we have nothing left to do but to, uh, enjoy this. Welcome back to Michael, Mike, Uncle Mike's fanfic corner. You've always thought that Sonic was a fictional character and wasn't real. However, when you and your crush, Sonic the Hedgehog, meet in real life, you both go on a romantic journey. Y-N equals your name. Alright, so which one of us wants to be the, the reader? Not me. Not me. I nominate Ryan. Oh. Oh shit! No, okay, well, if I if I cough up a lung, I do apologize. <laughs> <coughs> well, hey, I'm oh, still boy. recovering. Okay, call me some slack. Okay. You were you were playing some Sonic games as allies. You knew he was <laughs> fictional, yet something about him was really enticing. It could have been his perfect figure or his sexy blue penis. Just thinking about him made your panties soaking wet. To your dismay, however, he wasn't real. Or so you thought! <laughs> you shut the game off and sunk into loneliness. You went to go to your Sonic merchandise and shoveled through it until you found your most prized position. Position. Bubsy? A life-sized body pillow of the blue blur. I had fond memories of trying to rape it. It was the huh. closest thing you had to actually making love to your Sonic. <laughs> Nothing could have made you more mad than Amy Rose trying to take your Sonic from you. Sonic was yours, even if you couldn't really have him. Something was missing, though. The body pillow was blank. Where did Sonic go? <laughs> the doorbell rang. Sonic appeared at the door with a large package. 
Whoa, he said. Your mouth was gaping open along with your vagina. Was this real? You hadn't been this excited since you played your first Sonic game. Sonic gave you the package and was about to run off. Wait, you yelled. He turned around. You stared, barely able to mutter a word. Your butchered name spilled from his plump lips. Oh boy. <laughs> he asked, You'll have to repeat it, I didn't catch it the first time. Uh, uh, Ryan, you muttered nervously as you were trying to hold back uh -oh. your anticipation for his blue cock to be united with your gaping vagina. Right, oh you look like you saw a ghost. Is everything all right? You replied. You replied, replied. I thought, I thought you were just a fictional character. Sonic laughed. He looked kind of concerned. You didn't want Sonic to escape, so you knocked him out and dragged his slim and fit body into your household. <sighs> Sonic woke up. <laughs> Sonic woke up, his shiny green eyes bouncing around the room. Where could he be? He could barely remember the events that had just transpired. You noticed him get up and become giddy. Pleasure tingled through your veins. Sonic looked down and noticed his clothes were gone. Oh boy. Silly Sonic, you aren't supposed to wear clothes. So Sonic, he questioned. He must have been trying to escape. Don't be silly, Sonic. You escaped from my body pillow, but I found you. Now you're mine. Before he could say a word, you started sucking his blue dick. It tasted uh -oh. like speed. Sonic was screaming. Shh, you urged as you gagged his mouth. You felt an exhilarating urge to go on. You moved your crows, revealing your large breasts and naked body. You shoved Sonic's dick into your anus. Since he was immobilized, you had to do the thrusting yourself. Gotta go faster! You repeated as his massive blue blur went in and out of your butthole. Make me nice hedgehog babies! You urged as you jerked him off. You could hear Sonic trying to scream, probably because he was enjoying it so much, but you couldn't let the gag out because you were nervous your parents might hear you. He was crying tears of joy as he started coming all over my teenage I'm body. I'm crying, alright? Holy shit! It's okay, because Sonic is only 13, you thought to yourself. You took the gig off only to make out with him. As you, as your left, oh. lips left his, he started to yell, I'm not, as he was cut off by the gag being reinserted into his mouth. Suddenly, sirens could be heard from upstairs. Breaking oh, news shit. tonight, a 26-year-old mailman who doesn't want to reveal his name was knocked out at the door of a residence by 15-year-old Ryan. He is then dragged into her basement and raped continuously. An eyewitness spotted the mailman being knocked out and wasn't sure what to do, but eventually called the police. The 15-year-old claimed she thought he was the popular video game character Sonic the Hedgehog. Here's what the victim had to say. I woke up in her basement confused, hardly remembering the events that transpired. I didn't know what was going on and my confusion was heightened when she was referred to me as Sonic. She gagged me using a towel and proceeded to sexually assault me. Copious amounts of drugs were found in her room during the investigation, and the two that might have been linked. This story will continue when more developments surface. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my god. <laughs> That was horrible. Just a that says this is hot. <laughs> that was so bad. It, it might it might just be the best thing I've ever read in my life. Maybe. That's so bad. <laughs> well. Oh boy. Uh, and the lesson of oh. the story is consent is hot. 
Oh god. Lack oh. of consent oh. is not. Hey kids, there's nothing cooler than being touched by someone you like. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, um, that was something else. Uh, but oh god. With with that said, we can finally move on to the main topic of today's podcast, which is, of course, our continuing discussion on E3. I don't think I can move on. You, you can't Fine, move you on from to. that? You, no. You, you can't move on from the fact that you finally had sex with your, your lover, Sonic? <laughs> I cannot. My huge breasts keep getting in the way. Oh. I'm not sure it's like that. Oh, my lord. Um... <laughs> So last time on the podcast, we talked about all the other pod, or the other conferences, which was awful because I had I hadn't seen any of them besides the Microsoft and Sony one, and I don't know. We kept getting sidetracked by stuff. Uh, so today we are going to be on topic, right, fellas? Maybe. That's the Maybe. funniest joke I've heard all day. <laughs> Even funnier than that that fan fiction we just read. Can you tell? I'm hardly breathing right now. <laughs> oh my lord. Um, yeah, so we talked about Microsoft in their conference. We talked about the Xbox One X, which is the best name for a video game console that has ever existed. It's even better than the Wii U. Um, but now we are going to be moving on to uh, the Sony conference, which we didn't really get to the Nintendo announcements and uh, Sonic Forces, probably. What about Kingdom so, Hearts? Alright, we could- we'll talk about Kingdom Hearts as well, but... Yeah, so, Yay. where do you fellas want to start off? Can we start with Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> I think- I, you know what, call me crazy, but I think Ryan <laughs> wants to talk about Kingdom Hearts. I mean, it, I just think that... Cause like, they, they showed off the trailer at um, some kind of orchestra event. And I think... I think Sony's press conference would have been so much better if they opened with that Kingdom Hearts trailer. Like, if they didn't show it at the orchestra event and they actually showed it at E3, Sony's conference would have been a hell of a lot more interesting. Well, it's gonna be on the X-Bone, too, isn't it? You're yeah, right, but, I mean, there's a lot of other things that have been shown, like, on both, you know? Mm hmm Yeah. It is know, interesting though. I'm, like if there was a if there was a Square Penix conference, then it probably would have been there. Didn't, didn't I mean, Square they, Enix have a conference last year? They yes. did, and apparently they weren't that good. Oh, uh, no. But from what I hear, though, um, there's some sort of Disney event going on on July 15th, and that's apparently where we'll be getting the final bit of Kingdom Hearts news. So that no. could mean that we're getting a release date pretty soon. It'll That's be exciting. out in 2032. The game has been put on hiatus indefinitely. While while Nomura continues to produce spin-offs nobody asked for. Yo. So we can so we can learn <clears throat> that Zemnis and um Ansem were actually the split-off versions of a possessed Terra who was possessed by the spirit of Master Xehanort who gets brought back in the 3DS game and is now there, but his other halves are still around and walking around for some reason, existing apart from him. It doesn't really make sense, but you guys are gonna buy the game anyway and love it. And it'll, it'll also go in-depth as to why sea salt ice cream is so goddamn important. Indeed. 
No, but bad? seriously, what what is the story of these games, man? Well, Try I mean, not to think it's about pretty it. simple. They're all trying to find no. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> but <laughs> well, they found it in the first game. No, they no, didn't. They that found was the, the door fake to one. Light. Yeah, it's not the real Kingdom Hearts. Oh no, 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 no! You're you're kidding. No, you're it's kidding. not the real that one. Wasn't the real, real Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts in the first game. Sleep. From what I understand, from what I understand, there's like three different kinds of Kingdom Hearts. There's the heart of man, the heart of worlds, and there's the true Kingdom Hearts, which is the one that we see in Birth by Sleep. If I remember correctly, I believe the one in the first one was the heart of all worlds, the one in the second game was the heart of all men, and the one in Birth by Sleep is the combination of both. See, the thing about it is that they, just what they don't heard. say this in mm. the actual games. They say oh, it in the spin-offs. The manga. <laughs> if you read, if hi, I'm a douche. Welcome to my get rich quick douchery class, where I teach you how to be a douche. Step number one: tell people to read the manga. <laughs> oh, do uh. not. Now, I I've played the first two console games, and that's about it. I've played Kingdom Hearts one and two, and. Yes, I do like both of them. Kingdom, I like Kingdom Hearts 2 now. Because I replayed it and realized that, um... Yeah, you were that wrong. I was... Yes, sure. <laughs> if you want to put it that way. Um, but I have no desire to play Chain of Memories. And, I don't know, the DS game looks terrible. The other DS game looks terrible. Birth by Sleep looks okay, but they, like, oversimplified the battle system so much that it's, like, eh. And I know almost nothing about the 3DS one. That one's fun. Um, and I, I, the only thing I do know about the 3DS one is that Master Xehanort comes back. And it's and, like... And there's people from The World Ends With You. Um, no, that really awesome yeah. DS game mm -hmm. that everyone totally played. I know what you're talking about. Uh, you don't... Wait, what? You guys, you guys seriously never heard of The World Ends With I You? I heard of it. I've heard of it. I played yeah, it. I played it. I footage of it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess my point is, is I feel like I'm gonna pick up Kingdom Hearts three because it looks it unlike all those spinoffs, it actually looks like you know like a fun game that's easy to just drop into without. But that well, I mean gameplay wise, but the story, hmm. I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up. I'm gonna boot up the game and just be totally confused. That's the name of the game. No, the name so, of the game is Kingdom Hearts. Because the problem with Kingdom Hearts 2 is they drop you in immediately with Roxas, and they don't explain anything that happened in Chain of Memories. Mm. So Sora's just like in a cryostasis tube for some reason, and all this stuff. And if you played Chain of Memories, you know what that is, but I didn't. So I, I was, why is Sora in this? What happened? Yeah, yeah, and I feel like it's gonna be the same thing for for three. Is I'm gonna come into it and it's just gonna be like they're just gonna drop right into it. Oh yes, they will. You know, with the black box that you won't even know about unless you played two point eight. Oh my lord, this it's oh my god, it's it's no, not it's, even if you played two point eight, because it's just like oh hey, here's a black well, box. Well, you know what the what black is box it? is. Uh. If you played two point eight. You don't know what's in it. That's the hook. I. I played 2.8 and I don't even know what like I know they mentioned the black box and they show it it's just like okay yeah, but what is it that's what I mean right you know what you know oh. there is a black box but you don't know what that is oh. because it's in none of the other games at all that is true 
And then the Master of Masters will show up. He is the okay. The Master I, of Masters him, is though. legit one of my favorites now. I love him. He's my son. You can't make fun of him. <laughs> oh, don't, wait, are you saying that Twip is the Master of Masters? No, Twip isn't my son. He's my dad. Oh. So that means that. Hmm. He's a grandpa okay. and he's younger than me. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. I mean, in terms of gameplay, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is looking pretty good, and mm -hmm. uh, Haydox, and I actually think all three of you have played 2.8, I haven't. Yes, uh, yes But I have. I've heard good things about where the battle system is going, based on 2.8. Yep. It's like, uh, from what I heard people compare it to, it's like the best of uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 and the best of Birth by Sleep. Okay. Yeah. And also has some stuff from Dream Drop Distance with the, the whole The best from Birth by Sleep being not a lot. Rip by Sleep didn't have a lot of bests. They should dip more into Cage 2, honestly. It had the little pachoo pachoo thing where you get the big old reticule yeah. and you're shooting things up. Super fun, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was <laughs> kind of cool. Target things. Watch shots come out of your Watch them blade. blow up. I like that they're adding it's it with slow motion, I guess. And, but. <laughs> and the other master guy, uh. Vargas? Master Bates. Master Vargas. Is oh. that his name? <laughs> Who? The guy who Terra Terra Aqua and Ventus is their yeah, teacher. Ericus. Master Ericus. And and he, he can't tell that Xehanort is clearly an evil motherfucker, even though it's really obvious. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's supposed to be like also the Terra guy is or whatever. The embodiment of Anakin Skywalker. He's such a <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> but you were the chosen one! Anyway, they took a lot from Birth by Sleep. It's more like they took a lot from Dream Drop Distance and Kingdom Hearts 2. Dream Drop Distance refined a lot of BBS. Still not great, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's not the the gameplay in there is not ideally what I would want it to be from KH2, but it's close enough that I'll be happy. Mm. Okay, um, the the world design. Is looking like the worlds are looking like they're going to be much bigger. Yep. I mean, it's kind of annoying that we're going back to Hercules Land again, but if we have to, at least it's like a full world this time around. You get to see something different instead of mm -hmm. just the Colosseum and the underworld. So, yeah, that's how you bring stuff back. You know, you listen to me, Nomura. You, you closet gay, you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I, I know, I, you and I both know that you are, you are secretly into dudes. People in the chat, if you want to see Nomura to come on the podcast, let your voice be heard and send him this podcast. Just do it. Like, I, part of me just knows because you don't have that many, that you don't have that many handsome looking fellows in this game you produced if, if you're not into dudes. But I digress. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's looking fun. I'll probably play it. It's looking pretty damn good, and I hope it comes out soon. And yeah. I think it and will. Aren't they like, aren't they like re releasing the first two PS3 collections on PS4, like as one game? <clears throat> they already did. Okay, and so what's the difference? They're Is all like 60 FPS now. Um, they have all of them in one. I think did they, they added fix... a couple new scenes for a uh, 358 Days oh, yeah, or two. Oh yeah, they did that. 
Oh, so we can have more scenes of them sitting on the clock tower. And it's doing actually nothing. the the fight where he fights Xion and she dies. Spoilers. <laughs> oh. oh, why not actually remake the game? Yeah. Like if you're gonna re-release it again, why is it just a why is it just cutscenes? Well, it looks Honestly, like it took I, I wouldn't them, want like, them to because then they'll take away from development time. They're just like here. I'm not sure how much yeah. time they actually have while they're working on Cage 3. They had all uh, the time in the seemed, fucking world. Yeah, they seem to be taking their time. But, yeah. So, I don't know, is there really th anything else to say about Cage 3 at this juncture? Looks good. It's looking we're good. Play it. I'm excited yeah. for it. Uh, a Switch release or a PC release would be nice. I would totally get down with a Switch release, yes. Because there's no reason any of these games that are that were Sony exclusive have to be Sony exclusive. Mm -hmm. Unless, well, you know, Sony's paying them a fuck ton of there's money. There's no reason anything has yeah. to be exclusive except it makes them a lot of money. So. Mm -hmm. Which is weird, yeah. though, because I think uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is still coming out for the Xbox One, but none of the other games are available on the Xbox One, so what the hell? No, maybe someone got an Xbox One after owning a PS2 or something. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason for it not to be multi-plat, really. But, yeah, whatever. Alright, moving on. Um, so... I suggest we get straight into Sony's conference. Woo! Which was, uh, I think... A little polarizing for the four of us. Uh... Uh, personally, I thought it was solid enough. I thought the Microsoft one was a little more exciting and had more going on in it. Um, but that intro was pretty weird, wasn't it? The what? The intro to the Sony conference, where they had like the people playing the. Hadox uh, described it as they were they were singing "Kumbaya" or something <laughs> like that. They did something similar last year uh, when they revealed God of War. Like, it was the first game that they showed off and they had like an orchestra playing the uh, theme for it. And then they showed off the gameplay demonstration. So I guess like people are like, mm. oh, well, they like that, so we'll do it again. And hey, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, so they kicked things off with Uncharted uh, Lost Legacy, starring uh, Chloe Frazier and Nadine Ross in the protagonist roles and it doesn't seem like either of them really get along with each other they're kind of uh working together out of uh necessity which is interesting uh there were many angles that could have gone there like who knows maybe they could have been like friends and nadine over the course of whatever happens in the game uh would have become more of kind of the lone wolf sort of i don't know the really tough person she is now and doesn't really trust anyone who knows but it, it looks like she's she's like that from the beginning and they just are in it out of necessity but uh it looks fun i loved uncharted 4 uh it was the surprise because i don't know i found three really boring and i was expecting to hate four because i was expecting them to go all last of us on it because uh, it was the same directors and stuff, but then I played it and it was like, wow, this is exactly what the series needed. And, yeah. 
Um, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that Lost Legacy will be a lot of fun too. Looks pretty great. Because I'm it, gonna buy everything Uncharted ever released because I love it. <laughs> so they have me suckered in. Uncharted. Yeah. Plus, I love tied. Nadine and Chloe. So the game about them, primo, primo dinero. My money <laughs> go to you. <laughs> what do, what I do like you think, Chloe. Kate, uh, I'm not really sure what to think. Uh, You're not sure what to think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be cool. I, I like Uncharted, but... It's... Uh, I don't want to play another one after 4 this soon. Okay. I mean, it's not like a full-length game. I think it's... It's going to be as long as 4. It is? Yep. So it's hmm. a full, it's a full game. Yes. Hmm. Okay, that's that's news to me. I thought Lost Legacy was just kind of like a deal, almost like a DLC sort of deal, yo. What was the uh, fourth Jack and Daxter game called? The Lost something. The Lost Frontier. Okay, and what's this Uncharted game called? The Lost. No, it's it says it's DLC for A Thief's End. Or not, not and the fourth, the, the 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 new Uncharted thing that's coming out. Yeah, Lost Legacy. It says that it's DLC for Uncharted 4. Oh, it's DLC. Yeah, owning... Okay, so the game costs 40 to pre-order, but those with Uncharted 4's triple pack will receive it for free. Uh, hmm. Oh, and uh, pre-ordering the game grants the player a free PS4 theme and a copy of Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy for the PS4. What? Oh. Wait. What? Yeah, no, okay, so it is it is labeled as a standalone expansion. Yeah, no, it, it's a full-length thing. Hold on. Oh, it says it's a 10-hour long game, and it costs $40, but... Isn't the game itself yeah. about 10 hours long? Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, No, I mean, like, Uncharted, Uncharted 4, 4 is longer isn't that Uncharted about 10 hours 4, long? Yeah, I feel like it was longer than that. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I So apparently I it takes place it after be. 4. Huh? Really? It takes place after yeah. So this is after Nadine right and what? This is after uh, Nadine and Rafe uh, got went at each other's throats at the end of the game. So that would make sense. It'd be interesting to see. Is this how like these that episode characters... of Lost where uh, Julia and Kate get stuck in the wilderness and then they're handcuffed together and then they have to run away what? from Smoke Monster? Having never you know watched Lost, about. I don't know what the fuck you're even talking about. <laughs> You're not missing out on much. Yeah. I read it. It you was could say a the whole game. The show was lost on me. Well, um, I guess we'll have to find out on August twenty second. It's weird how it's after, um, how it's after Uncharted Four, because Uncharted Four had like one of the best endings you can have for this. Well, for to be fair, like they they like, have a two characters that still have stories to tell. It's not like they took yeah. Nate. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. Chloe, yeah, Nadine. Yeah. We've been over that, so we don't have to go over it here again. Yeah, uh, and Ryan doesn't like Nadine, in case you guys didn't see it uh, two episodes ago. Wasted he thinks potential. she was a waste of potential. Yep. Uh, and then you have Dan and myself who are just like, yeah, she was fine enough. So, uh, in either cool. case... She will be back, and hopefully they will do more with her. So, and I think that's that's pretty well assured, because she's the main character. And mm. 
will presumably be playable in some capacity. But yeah, um, so that was Uncharted. Uh, what else was announced at Sony E3? I'm trying to remember. The next thing that they announced was um, an expansion for Horizon Zero Dawn. I forget oh. what it was called. It was like the Frozen Wildlands or something like that. There was a lot of ice. I still need to play that game because it looks really, really good. <laughs> it does! And it came out like a week before Breath of the Wild and it still did like really good in terms of sales, which I think is incredible for like a new IP. That's crazy. Yeah. Has anyone, has anyone here even played uh, uh, Horizon? Horizon no. Zero Dawn? Yeah. Yeah. How do you like it? Uh, I thought the story was kind of silly. I mean, you got a date of a barricade shooting robots. I mean, robot the gameplay is fun. And stuff. I, I just, uh, I didn't get too, too <laughs> into it. Mm -hmm. What? Which is better? Uh, oh, Horizon or Breath of the Wild? I kind of like, um, I don't know. I like Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. <laughs> oh, man. We going back 11 years. That's my favorite. That game came out almost 11 years ago. I just thought I'd point that out. Did you guys know that Sonic is still bad because of that game? Yes. It's true. Did you know that Sonic, Sonic never was never good, good because of that game? He was Sonic never will good. will always be shit. <clears throat> yeah. Now let's go Love play you. a real platformer game. Like Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Banjo-Kazooie yeah. Nuts and Bolts more like Banjo... That's it. Banjo Tallywhackers. <laughs> Come on, um, Michael. This is a family-friendly <laughs> podcast. If it's family-friendly, yeah. what the fuck did we just read at the beginning of the fucking podcast? That that was the joke. Oh. <laughs> uh. So. So Days Gone was the next game that was shown off, and this we saw a trailer for this last year, and I remembered basically thinking, this is The Last of Us. Because what they showed off looked like a section straight out of The Last of Us. It wasn't uh, even or... a game. It wasn't even a trailer. It was a, an entire gameplay demonstration, and we had another one, again. Yeah. Um. I like... mean, it looks like a good game. Yeah, I mean, it has a lot of the same gameplay elements from Last of Us, and it has a similar tone. But I think the big difference is it's open world. It, or at least it certainly looks like it, because like uh, during during the trailer from this year's demonstration, they show you like leaving the camp and driving off to go find someone and sneaking past like a, an encampment full of uh you know people and using a bear trap to distract them so you, there's a lot of stealth gameplay in there which was again like the last of us um so it seems like the big difference is is that you're doing it's a mission kind of structured game uh as opposed to last of us which was very kind of a linear straightforward tell this one specific story and you just go from place to place. Uh, with Days Gone, it looks like there's more of that kind of open-world mission structure to it. it looks fun. And, um... Yeah, uh, I might check it out. It, zombies are getting old, like, especially... Like, we had this game, and uh, at Microsoft Conference, we had State of Decay 2, and it's just like... Our zombies are Although so Days Gone kind of looks better than State of Decay 2 yeah. and any other zombie game I've seen. I mean, what it's... State if they, of Decay if they is very are much truly, like... 
uh, honest with the fact that it's mm -hmm. very choice dependent and um there's a lot of different ways you can go about different things and there's a lot of non-linearity i think it could be a positive i just really it's all gonna build up to you being able to decide what color the zombies will be at the end i just i in a zombie game like that i feel like you have to have mechanics that are pretty brutal like like uh for instance you can shoot at somebody's legs and then they like hobble and then you kind of like waste them you know like, there's a scene in The Walking Dead Season 2 when Otis and Shane are trying to escape, and then, spoiler alert, Shane kills an unforgettable, uh, expendable character. He just shoots <laughs> him in the leg, and then he can't walk anymore. And he escapes from the zombies because he leaves him for bait. And I think if Days Gone has, like, those mechanics where you can use people as bait, you can direct hordes in your favor like they did, but more in-depth like that, I think it could be a really compelling and fun thing. But the key to that is it has to be, like, good. It can't be bad. That's all. I just want I want a good uh, zombie game. Because there hasn't been a good zombie game, I feel. Other than The Last of Us wasn't really a zombie game. You know? That's, <laughs> uh, like, semantics at that point. They're technically they might not as zombies, well have been. but they're zombies. They're they're the in terms of the plot, they they serve the exact same purpose. I I don't know. I feel like in the Last of Us case, like The Walking Dead, primarily focuses on surviving the zombie apocalypse, and you know you always hear the producers of those shows. I'm really big into the zombie scene. I don't know. I I know a lot about it, and this is some area. I don't know. Anyways, you always hear producers and people who laud the show, they always say, Oh, the zombies are like the sprinkles on the donut, they're the frosting on the cake. They they are the outside part of the show, but the show is about the character interactions, and it's about this and that, and it's really down to the, the humanity of it all. But The Walking Dead is, you, if you watched like an episode of season two, you know that's complete bullshit. Uh, the Walking Dead is really about zombies and dumb characters doing dumb things mm. when just to make like a zombie appear. There is, if if it was truly about characters, then there would be like scenes in like an episode where there aren't zombies, right? Uh, that that's how I f see it, anyways. This argument isn't as developed, but my point is bringing it back to The Last of Us. The The Last of Us, who have a lot of time focused on like ellie and joel it's not a story about surviving the zombies it's about surviving with each other you know do you get what i'm saying like the distinction do i make sense uh you cut out <coughs> for a moment there and i think that was when you were asking the question okay do does that make sense my logic does I mean, it I, make sense? Yeah, <laughs> I get like, it. I, I kind of see the distinction you're making, but like, I know, eh. like, <laughs> down oh, to the basics, The Last of Us, a zombie game. But like, I don't know. It doesn't follow what I see as like the traditional zombie arc. Okay. 
And you're feeling like Days Gone could possibly do that. Yeah, if if they do it right. Okay. Like, I don't know. I want to see a zombie game, and this is like a hope I've always had. A zombie game where you can like... You can do the things I talked about where you leave people as bait. You can get a group of survivors together, and it's, it's grounded in reality. Unlike State of Decay, because State of Decay, <laughs> at least the first one... <laughs> Uh, I'm not really remembering. I'm gonna sound like an ass if some State of Decay fan is listening. But from what I remember, it it, it had a lot of elements like the Left for, Z for Dead zombies, which were like monsters, mm. you know? Not like the undead. I did get Left for Dead vibes from watching the State of Decay trailer. Or the, yeah. the second game trailer. Your mic is very quiet, by uh, the way. Lord right? knows the Gaben's never gonna make a Left 4 Dead 3, so... I know, but, like, the thing is... <laughs> I want a zombie game that focuses on the undead and you, you trying to maneuver your way around it, and I think Days Gone has potential for that, but it also has potential to fuck up. And fuck up royally. Yeah. Um, because you've seen this before, um, with gameplay looking promising, like with ReCore, like, you, you, when you saw ReCore, you're like, oh, it's about this survival game in the desert, or like an action-adventure with a dog and a robot. That kind of looks neat. But then you look at the gameplay, and it's essentially a third-person Borderlands game that's pretty not great. And I hope Days Gone doesn't follow in that path where it's just some generic, well, stupid thing. I mean, I think in the case of ReCore, that that was like a CG trailer. Yeah, but it also this had... was a gameplay yeah, yeah, demonstration. Yeah, I... But you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, you're hoping that the the promotional materials are not going to misrepresent what the game is actually like. There's better examples out there, but that's the only thing I can think of as of now. I mean, Watch Dogs. Uh, there's yeah. so many games like that. Okay. Um, uh, the only thing that might prevent me from getting Days Gone is, uh, I'm, like, people always say that, uh, video games desensitize you to violence, and I guess that's kind of true, but I still can't stand realistic gore. It makes me very squeamish. Mm -hmm. I can't watch it. I, I love that. I don't know. I've de yeah, I'm you, de you, definitely Hadox desensitized. And I were watching the, Hadox and I were watching the conference together, and he was telling me about how uh, people getting ripped apart in a bloody pieces was hilarious or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm the type of guy who watches death compilations on YouTube. Yeah, I... <laughs> I I can't stand to watch gore of any kind, really. Unless if it's, like, really cartoony or unrealistic. I mean, I guess I've seen so much of Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead and all that where I don't really care at this point. Yeah. It, um, okay. I can't do puking, though. That's the only thing. <laughs> okay. Um. So, what do you? What did the rest of you guys think? Are, are we done with Days Gone? I have nothing I to say it was about the last it. It's, of us when it's... it came up, because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> that so, was something that goes, I guess that goes to show you. Speaking of which, speaking of which, uh, there was no Last of Us yeah. 2 representation at Sony E3, which was a big surprise. And a big and it was letdown last year. Big letdown. See, I'm gonna be the odd year. man out. 
I'm going to be the odd man out and say, no, I'm actually kind of glad because if we had like another fucking like post Armageddon world but it's game the last with of us, zombies, Ryan. I know, but if we had like another one of those, I, it just, it, it, when, where, when do you stop? There's too many. I hope that Ellie kills Joel. Why? <laughs> because Joel is a terrible person. Everybody's yeah, a terrible actually. person in the apocalypse. I, I hope she finds out that Joel lied to her and then yeah. she kills him. Wait, what? Okay, explain to me how he lied to her. At the end. Well, you know, you've you've seen the end of the game. Yeah. No, I I'm pretty. I thought the game implied that lied Ellie her. kind of understood, but she just accepted it. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe. And I mean, knows, it's but... pretty clear by that teaser trailer that they released that they're still together. Yeah. But I don't think Joel's gonna I, come I, out I'm of this saying. alive. But that's me. Yeah, I hope... Good. I hope he dies. I, I think terrible. it would be more powerful, though, if he's, Ellie he's didn't a... come out alive. Because you kind of expect, like, the the Logan, the old person story arc, or the, <laughs> the new people usher in... They're the old... I don't know how to fucking say it. The new... <laughs> the the torch is being passed yeah, on to that, a newer generation. It, it's kind of like... They could go for that story arc, but they could also try to go for that story arc, but then subvert it by having Ellie die. And I think that would be much more powerful than Joel dying. Yeah. There's, you know... <sighs> Uh, before Last of Us 2 was announced, I was always just like, everybody's saying, they should make a sequel, they should make a sequel one. It felt like the ending of the first one was pretty, like, closed. Yeah. I but, think... But, uh, you know, now that you mention it, there is there is potential. No, yeah, there there's yeah, a lot of things they can on. still go on. Like, did they ever make it to Boston? Boston, right? Yeah. Last of Us spoilers. Well, well, wasn't wasn't Boston where the the people were? Who were gonna? Oh no, it was you know, it was somewhere else where his brother was. Oh, I forget the town name. It's been a long time yeah, since the... I played it. But I Should I really the, the characters are really developed in that game, uh, especially with the DLC that they released, uh, explaining Ellie's storyline, which was nice. Yes, it's it's. It's good that, um... I appreciate having more LGBT representation in my games. Oh yeah, yes. because, nice. uh, the girl's gay, right? Or yep, lesbian. Ellie's, Ellie... Well, she might be bi, but... Mm. In any case, she likes girls. So... Yeah, that's... That I appreciated. Cool. <laughs> yep. Anyways, how about but it's it's it is noticeable though that m there's not a whole lot of gay or bisexual men, but there is a lot of gay bisexual women nowadays in games. Uh, I mean, you got it's Mass telling. Effect and Dragon Age for games like that. Yeah, that that's true. But beyond them, like everything I can think of from the past year and a half has been mostly, you know, women who are queer. Stardew Valley has some gay guys in it. I know Fire Emblem. Uh, I mean, Conquest it, just, has, has a gay guy in it. I don't think there's been a lot of games. Like he is a, he that, is a, no, there was a gay. There was there was a gay couple in The Last of Us. Um, I don't the people remember who, them. Well, they're not in the story. Like they're the people who leave behind the notes, I believe. 
they have a relationship, and I believe one has to kill the other. I remember that. Could be I don't wrong. I remember, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I've played the game twice, and I don't remember what you're talking about at it's all. It's an optional side quest where you can find scattered letters between these two guys, okay. and there's a romance between them. And something yeah, happens. I don't, I don't quite remember exactly I what, but I do remember that. most of them or something. I, uh... Well, right. Um, yeah, so it's nice there that we're getting more queer people in general, but it would be nice to have more men who are queer in very visible roles. I'm pretty indifferent on the topic, but hey, as long as it don't hurt nobody, have fun. I don't care. Do what you want. Yeah, because uh, I do feel like uh, generally lesbians are more accepted in our society. Than yeah. Let's not get into yeah, because, a social discussion. Yeah. On this gaming podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on, we have Monster Hunter World, and I, it, Hadox was like amazed when this yeah. when this trailer came up. It no, looks pretty good. good. I was watching the trailer and I was in constant denial. <laughs> I was talking to my friends during the time. And I was like, "This can't be Monster Hunter, but it <laughs> looks just like Monster Hunter. But it can't be Monster yeah. Hunter." And then they showed the logo, and I was like, "How is this Monster yeah. Hunter?" That was like my journey was just <laughs> Nintendo fucking let like, you go. I know it's fucking insane. Yeah, that's how I was. I know there's a lot of people who are pissed off about this though. Not because it's like, oh, well, Sony gets Monster Hunter now, but it's more like, um, there's like this new game that's out in Japan. It's like Monster Hunter Double Cross or something like that. And people want that game to be localized. Well, they're angry because yeah, they're America not going to localize the Switch one, but they're going to localize the Monster Hunter World. The the Which one? Monster Hunter World the the one that's not on Nintendo the one that's not everything else mm -hmm. that's why people are upset I guess is because it was on Nintendo for quite a while and then they were just like nope we're not gonna localize the Switch one but we're gonna localize Monster Hunter World so they're still localizing mm -hmm. Monster Hunter games it's just not on Nintendo anymore I mean in Japan yeah, it's on everything but over here it's just they're just gonna yeah. localize the which is weird, because, like, the series doesn't do that uh, bad doesn't over do here, great. does it? It, does it doesn't do, well. like, doesn't do the numbers, I guess, mm. Capcom wants it to, or else they would localize all of it. Mm. Well, like, they, they kind of had, have unrealistic uh, sales expectations, for what I mean. For what, what I, I do I know remember. for a fact that Monster Hunter has never been as popular in the West as it has in Japan. In Japan, Monster Hunter is right. pretty no. huge. No, yeah. no. Hold on, guys. It's I'll be Monster right Hunter back. and Dragon Quest. Go oh man! I was surprised that they took it off no. of Nintendo for. They've been on Nintendo consoles for a while. So, like, I know almost nothing about Monster Hunter except you know <sighs> the obvious parts that you hunt monsters. So, is this like a Sony or a it's Nintendo? It's not exclusive to anything. It's just that Capcom time? was always releasing them on Nintendo consoles. For the last like five or so years, maybe, maybe even more. Since the Wii they game, used to because there's not, huh. it's not like there's no precedent for this because they used to be on like the PSP and the PS2, but for a while they were exclusively on Nintendo. But I guess Capcom decided, well, fuck it, we're just gonna release a Monster Hunter on everything else now. Because Capcom owns it, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Alright. Um, well, as long as Hadox is gone, uh, we might as well get this out of the way. Call of Duty World <laughs> War II. Hey. It's like, it looks... who... How many games are they gonna make based off of World War II? Well, from what I understand, because I do know some people who are like really into Call of Duty, people have been requesting this kind of game for years. Because all the years. all the, shoot, the first person shooters for a while were in the future, space. Mm -hmm. like, I guess people are like, let's go, let's ground it again. And some people say so. It's gonna be this never-ending cycle of go to the some, future, then go to the past. Mm-hmm. And some people say that um, they're making this game purely just to milk off the success of um, of what was it, Battlefield One. But this game has been in development for around the same time as Battlefield One. It's just that this game ha oh, um, is releasing a year II. later. Yeah, it's been in development for a while, from what I understand. You know, I they mean, didn't make this game in like six months, which is like what a lot of people are saying. But well, the interesting bit about that is that. The COD devs knew that Battlefield 1 was going to be a thing, and they tried to replicate mm. it, obviously, by doing World War 2. Like, the, every developer always goes to, like, different show, show-off things, but they show mm. off their ideas and whatever, and or something like but that. But again, like, people have been requesting Call of Duty to, to go back to um, a World War 2 setting, or to, um, like, a historical setting like that. For a long time, ever since like ghosts, they've been requesting it. From what like, I understand, are there are there no other wars besides World War Two and World War One that we can base our war games off of? I mean, we have Black Ops, which was during the Cold War. Like, and that okay. one is honestly well, my Cold personal War's favorite. Cold War is technically not really a, you know. Well, it, it's like it's like espionage and like it, it's like espionage. Like you go to the Bay of okay. Pigs and you go to Vietnam and you do all this other like spy stuff, and it's really cool. Like, that's my personal favorite okay. Call of Duty, for the setting. Um... <laughs> no, I, I mean, what else could they do? Like, the Revolutionary War? The Civil War? Civil Shit, that'd be War boring. would be controversial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, for obvious reasons, yes. But, I don't know, it's just, they keep making every- like, wasn't- weren't, like, most of the first few Call of Duty games about World War II wasn't World at they were War just about, about World all, War II. Yeah, they were just about all about uh, World War II. And it was the same so thing with like, like Medal of Honor, too. Alright. Well, I don't know. I personally, I've never cared about the series and probably never will. So I don't really care about this one either. But if, if the fans are getting what they want, then more power to them. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't all look right. that bad. Oh, I mean, it doesn't look terrible, but it doesn't look terribly interesting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know. No, no, I get you. That's I get you. And the name uh, sucks too. Like World War Two, really? So creative. It's almost as good. They as need to remind one. the target audience of what they're playing. <laughs> yeah, they they could have put the fucking the the iconic image where you got the soldiers lifting up the flag on like the box art. Everyone knows that's World War Two. Okay. Um, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, yeah. This is pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. getting remade on PS4. Yeah. And Hadox was like... Just, he was like in shock. He couldn't believe it. He was like convulsing. I could hear him yeah. convulsing from the other side <laughs> of the Discord chat. I was chat very excited. I love Shadow of the Colossus. I have yet to play it, so this will be a good opportunity for me to yeah. actually try it out. It's coming out next year, know. right? Yeah. The music's good. 
story is good, gameplay is good. I'll pick like, it up. <laughs> it's like a perfect game. Well, didn't yeah, the eco did. people make it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They also okay. made the last. They Guardian. also made the last Guardian. Yeah. And this game cannot take 20 years to come out because they already had the foundation. Yeah. It's gotta make it look nice. Um... Alright, so I think that's about all there is to be said about that, I think. Yeah, it looks cool. And then we have the PSVR. Oh boy. Featuring oh, the God. best video game ever made. <laughs> called Dude, I, Final I was so hyped. Fishing. That was hilarious. Final Fantasy 15 Fishing. <laughs> And like, I was watching that, and I, I just was that, like, this is that, perfect. Yeah, instead of Nintendo announcing Metroid Prime 4, it should have been like, it showed Metroid Prime 4, then it cut to footage of Samus fishing with her arm cannon, that would have been great. <laughs> like that one There's so many end. memes about that Metroid yeah, Prime 4 you're, announcement you're where they put other logos in front of the 4. Oh. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is Final, Fan like, Fan Final Fantasy XV any good? It was one of my favorites of uh, great. I think it's last horrible. year, right? It came Even out last I year. Even though I haven't played it, I think it's horrible. My sense of time is <laughs> yeah, it came out deteriorating. Last year. Uh, I I really liked that game <laughs> quite a lot. Quite a lot. I'm gonna wait for the, like the definitive and you edition know version where it has I all admit, the DLC. I fished one a disc. shit ton in that game, so I guess there's a market. <laughs> uh, Okay. Hey, it's VR! Was, was the fishing better than <laughs> Ocarina yeah. of Times? I could actually get fish. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll try it out, because I, I know it isn't like an action RPG, right? Man. Hello? Hey, Adox. We're talking about Final Fantasy XV, Adox. Something just happened. What happened? What happened? You, you talked and then you cut? Yeah, I heard that too. Oh, I, heard I thought the, I was like something happened in my brain. Screwy. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's fun. The combat's not as good as something like Kingdom Hearts, but it, I think it's fun enough. I really yeah. like the game. Okay, uh, because I don't know. So f I I like Dimensions on the smartphone, but so far hardly anything has like been able to recapture that spark of Final Fantasy V for me. What about yeah. Gladio? Never heard of it. Cup noodles. Oh, you have homework to do tonight, boyo. Alright, um... So there were, I don't know, there were a couple of PSVR games that were announced. There's one called The Inpatient, which looks what like... What about the Inpatient, Bravo team. actually? It's interesting, because it's a... It's in the same universe as... That game that I... That was really Until good. Dawn. That I actually have just forgotten. It had uh, a Brett Dalton in it. Until Dawn. Uh, it's you, Until Dawn. Can you not hear Ryan? No. What did you say? Ryan is it, very quiet. Until Dawn, yeah. It's Until Dawn. Uh, Inpatient. Yes. It's, it's in the same universe. I don't. I say that because I don't know if it's in the future or the... in or the Yeah, Inpatient? I don't know if it's in the future or the past of Until Dawn. But I didn't... The, I'm saying that because I didn't know it was even related to Until Dawn until I read it after the show. So they didn't really do a good job with that. 
The invocation. Oh, it said 60 years before Until Dawn. I really liked Until Dawn, but I'm not going to get PSVR, so. Yeah. See, and I'm kind of like Michael, where I don't like excessive gore and bloody over-the-top That's Like, when it happens to people, like, when it happens with monsters, man, fuck that shit, that's all fine. When it happens to people, I'm really really squeamish. But Until Dawn is like a game where it's like, I want to see these assholes get massacred brutally. They're not all assholes. None of them, none of them I thought were likable. Except for like maybe there was a blonde guy Sam, and there was a girl with freckles. Chris, Sam and Chris were nice. I, I don't fucking know. I Everyone like that else, game I wanted a lot. to get hit I'm by really a truck. excited for Hidden Agenda, which is the new Until Dawn, or the, the new game from the people who made Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. We, uh, my friend group played Until Dawn together and it was one of the most entertaining experiences with video <laughs> games I've ever had. We had like my friend who's who's like never Isn't played schlocky? video games. Oh, it's yeah, it's kinda. totally like but it's one of my totally friends who's never played. Like, it's amazing though. Yeah, yeah. One of my friends, he's never played a video game in his life. We gave him the controller. We didn't tell him the controls, and we like screamed at him every single time a choice came up. Then he made the wrong one. It was hilarious. <laughs> and they're they're doing like a similar yeah, the- thing for. Uh, <laughs> The, the new one, Hidden Agenda, where they, they have, like, all your friends have smartphones and can vote on the choices that the character can make, which I think oh. is really entertaining mm. and really yeah, good. Yeah, that actually does sound pretty idea. cool. Yeah. That game looks really fun. Uh, maybe not as fun as Until Dawn. Until Dawn was, like, creepy, B-movie-ish, and really good, except for like maybe the last half of the game or the last two the chapters. <laughs> last two chapters were kind of bad. If if anybody else has played the game, maybe well, you'll you know disagree what? with me. I loved all of it. I didn't like the Wendy because, I mean, I I sort of predicted how it would all play out, but I think the aspect of choice, yeah, actually, because it actually sort of matters. I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. I I was enraptured by that. Plus the be- like, even though I predicted you... most of the major plot points, I still found it fucking entertaining. Cause it's like a <laughs> no, I loved it, but I I just wish that maybe there wasn't a monster at the end. I don't know what you said. You cut out. I I loved it. You cut out again. I loved it a lot. What's going on with you? But I wish I don't, maybe I don't there wasn't a monster at the end. Oh my god. Oh, is I think it, bad? it might be your internet, Dan, because I I heard I what he said is fine. On. Dan, I'm going to communicate <laughs> through my mind. All right. It probably it probably doesn't matter. Dan. Dan. He said he liked the game, but he didn't like that there was a monster at the end. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, I liked the game a lot. Didn't like how the monster was oh, at yeah. the end. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. The Wendigo, right? Is that what Wendigo. it's called? My friends, I was scared of Wendigos for a long time. My friends used to make fun of me. Oh, the the monster's yeah. a Wendigo? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a boss in Final Fantasy V. Yes. What? So I know what that is. I just think, I think it would have like been better Indian Native American monster, I know that right? Supernatural. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cannibal. Don't even right. talk about uh, that. Well, you know what else was announced that has supernatural things in it? Bravo Team. Oh, God of we're not, War. It got we're a new not, trailer. When he's done with the Norse gods, Bravo he will slay team? Jesus. 
Though, to be honest, Ryan, I don't even remember what Bravo Team was. It was just a first-person shooter with VR. Nothing okay. else. <laughs> uh, so, God of War. Uh, Kratos and Son. This is the game. Dad of War. Yeah, Dad of War. Which, I don't know, it's like... With Kratos, he killed all the gods of Olympus, right? Yeah. Pretty much, he got Almost his Almost all of them. Okay, well, I guess maybe Athena was spared? I don't know. No, Athena Athena dead. Athena dead. Oh, I mean, she died, and then she became something else in 3, right? Well, yeah, but Aphrodite, she didn't die. Okay, well then... Point is, Kratos got his revenge <laughs> against Zeus, and now... Mark Zuckerberg. Um, and so now... So... I know, I guess, like, the the most human element of Kratos, because, to be honest, he was basically a fucking villain in those games. Um, you were playing the villain, and... You know, he, he he's not, like, a character that you like because he's the good guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think... That... Like, assuming that Santa Monica can nail the combat, because, as far as I know, they usually do... Um, seems like there are a lot of people who aren't excited about the story direction they're taking for this. The whole Dad of War thing. Mm. And from what I seem to remember, the most human element about Kratos in the first three games was, you know, his family. That was his whole motivation for taking revenge against Ares, was Ares manipulated him into killing his wife and daughter. And... You know, the the game was about him kind of, I know, I guess, learning to let that go and move on. And now he has a son, and presumably he fell in love with someone else, and, and it sounds like his son is cursed, and he's on a journey to basically save him, and along the way he's kind of teaching his son how to kill. I uh, think the trailer for last year, that gameplay demonstration, there was a part where Kratos wanted his son to shoot a deer, and his son wouldn't do it. And then this trailer, right. uh, there was a part where Kratos was telling him to close himself off to all remorse so that he could kill things easier. Uh, so clearly that's that's what a lot of the game is about, is just him and his son. I think that's a, that's an interesting direction for a new story. And I think I Kratos will die at the end. I hope not. He definitely like, Michael, will. You know it's like, Michael, you know how you were saying earlier, I was like, you don't feel as if there's a lot of, like, gay men being represented? I also feel like as if there aren't really a lot of, like, and I'm not denying the existence of others that are out there, there's not really a lot of, like, father figures in video games and, like, in, like, entertainment and stuff like that. There are, they are yeah. there, but there's not, they're not prominent, you know? So seeing this, where it's like, it's a father-son, you know, not like a, oh, I'm a father-like-ish character with a daughter-ish, like, no, it's like, it is father and son that's not really something i've seen a lot of and i would love to see more of that yeah so i don't know i i'm i'm like in the story direction for this game yeah personally i think that it's it's because what what was ascension even about that game came out after um, three right it, it came it came out after three yes but it was like a prequel to the like it's it's the earliest in the timeline if i remember correctly okay. and honestly I don't even remember what it's about. I really don't. Yeah. I don't think the... Like, they tried making Kratos a bit more human uh, with some of the other characters, and I like that. But, again, I, just, I don't remember anything about that game besides from its, um... Like, it, it was easily, like, the, the, the goriest in the entire series. 
Um, it also had like a forced multiplayer mode. Not forced, but like it was... It feels like as if they made the multiplayer mode first and then made the campaign around it. But... Uh-huh. Um, but what I do like about this trailer is that there is a scene where like... Uh, someone's talking to him is like, oh, hey, but you did this and this and this, didn't you? And then, like, you see, like, a, 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 Greece, a Grecian vase, boss, whatever, and it has Kratos, and he's like, he has, like, the Blades of Chaos. It's like, it's acknowledging that the previous games did exist, so it's not like it's a reboot. This is like, it, to me, it says this that is this a is a sequel. continuation. Yeah. So then it just begs the question, why is this game called God of War? Well, why isn't it called, like, God of War... Something, something, or God of War 4. Well, maybe, maybe God of War is just like the tentative title. I mean, if it's coming out early next year, you think they would have a title by this point? I don't think it's gonna um, have a title. Yeah, because that's the but, new thing. We gotta name it the first thing, because that's cool. And we're gonna call it God of War 17, or God of War 18, or Dad of War. Yeah, Dad I like of that War. name. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I know. It looks looks like a fine game. Look forward to learning more about that. Same other, here. Any um, other thoughts on that? I I have trouble sympathizing with Kratos as a character. Um. <laughs> so uh, that's yeah, why, because I guess I grant that this is an interest interesting perspective an interesting uh, route to take with his character. I have not played any of the games. From my understanding, he like murders the universe. <laughs> right? Like yeah. He just Which murders is why the gods. I think him having a son and he, he's very mellow in this game looks like like he mm. used he used to be like Ares! and like really angry at everything and I will destroy See, you, know, you, Zeus! There's, here's the thing. Stuff like that. That's actually I, pretty I, good. <laughs> how did they portray <laughs> him and his family, if at all? In the Excuse me. Um, it was mostly in flashbacks right. in the first game. Because I or feel like this direction like the gods were like would have him. worked much better if he didn't go off and literally kill everyone. And if they... Maybe they just did this with his original family. They could have told the story better. Because I just don't... I don't buy that Kratos... That we're supposed to sympathize with him after all the things he's done. I don't know what he's done, though. So maybe if I play the games, I'll change this opinion. But it just seems like he's he's crossed a line that well, I don't yeah. know if, well, if you can get him back from. Well, like in God of War One, he's um, he's being sent off to kill Ares, you know, for revenge, and the gods are aiding him along the way and saying, "Yes, Kratos, if if you kill, if you kill, um, if you kill Ares, you know, we'll release you from your sins, we'll release you from your chains, you won't be cursed anymore from your your past or whatever." Because that's the whole thing. The reason why he's so pale white is because um, someone in the village placed a curse on him where he has to wear the ashes of his mother. Not his mother, his um, his wife and daughter. That's why he's so white. It's the ashes of his uh, family. Uh, you know, so he kills Ares, and the gods are pretty much like, "Congratulations, yeah, we forgive you." Okay, bye, get out of here. And he becomes a new god of war. And when you give a mortal that much power, they get greedy. That's what happens to God of War too. He gets greedy. He gets uh, power hungry, 
and he starts flexing his muscles. The gods don't like that because they feel threatened and they feel like as if they're going to take him that um, he's going to take over Olympus. And uh, so Zeus comes down and he pretty much like uh, stabs Kratos in the back. And he's like, hell no, you betrayed me once, you know, fool me once, shame on me or, or shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm coming for you. And that's pretty much what that's about is to prevent, first of all, to prevent him from redying. And, um, you know, to take his revenge for the gods betraying him again. And then the third game is just, no, fuck it. All gods, they're all going down. And then... See, I, don't know I just what don't know how you write a redemption arc <laughs> for a character I, like Kratos. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think they might be able to pull it off. Because, you know, I felt kind of the same way about Bayonetta, honestly. Where, like, she's just... Like, especially in the first, the early parts of the first game where she's just being, like, basically a sex object and as she's like talking about how much she enjoys the toys and the outfits stupid shit like that but the part where the character really resonated with me was the scenes with Cereza where she starts acting more motherly or you get to see like an emo the more emotional side of the character and then the second game they make her a little bit more laid back and she's got more witty one-liners and you know, the entire game is about her basically saving her best friend. That Those were the parts where Bayonetta really shines, in my opinion, is when she actually cares about something other than herself. So, yeah, I, like, I, I, I think but, that wait, Santa but, Monica like, can pull it off. How, my hang-up is that Kratos killed a fuck ton of people. Like, I, I just... Well, he, he, he didn't... He killed people who got in his way. If you got in his way, he killed you. Because he was so hooked on his revenge. Because he got tired of being betrayed by the gods time and time and time Just, again. He I don't know. Like their punching bag. I feel like he didn't want any more This of that. would have worked better if it, was, if, it, if it wasn't after his murder spree. Mm. I mean, he doesn't, like, just, like, kick down a door of, like... Like, you don't play a part where, like, you're in a village and you kick down a door and you start massacring people. Or unless that happens in Ascension, I don't remember. I don't think it does, though. You know, like, you're not... You're not yeah. actively killing, like, innocent civilians most of the time. <laughs> Som again, there are sometimes people, they literally just get in the way. And, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do for the greater good. I thought it was fine, and I think they can actually pull it off. But that's just well, I have me. no investment in the series anyway. I don't care if mm -hmm. they pull it off or not. <laughs> right, hey, moving no, on then. I I would say, you know, I might as well try them. I'm just They're saying I probably won't ever see them. So, I don't know. Alright. That's fine. Um, yeah, so moving on, uh, the next game that was revealed is Detroit Becoming Human. This game looks <sighs> stupid. Oh, well. Um... So, it's, well, first of all, it's being uh, produced by Quantic Dream, which who I think mm -hmm. made that Fahrenheit game Rain or Indigo Prophecy. They made yep, the David yep. Cage, right? That's his name. Mm -hmm. And um, I know I'm gonna be honest. This was this to me was one of the highlights of E3 for me. This game looks really cool. You know I what wanted. my interest in this game is? I really want to see if they accurately portray Detroit. I need to see it. Well, it's Detroit in oh, a future yeah. setting. Is it in the future? I guess yeah, if there it's, are AI it's the future people, where OCP weird robot from people, Robocop I guess there is in the Detroit. future. <laughs> Isn't the... I, the core of the yeah, game looks but, like 
it's like a they're a robot android they're, I guess they're more like androids and I guess the struggle is that androids want to become human title um no they, and the yeah. funny thing is that David Cage said that his game isn't trying to say anything but I don't think that's possible <laughs> so I don't know just with the the issues that that game looks like it's gonna tackle I don't think he can say that yep <laughs> like I don't think that's and it's so fucking blatant well, I, too. I don't really have a problem it's with like it I, did, I just have a problem like, with okay, people denying that their saying. games have messages because mm -hmm. like, they do <laughs> especially a game like this and it looks pretty cool I mean I have I think heavy rain is a guilty pleasure because it's so the presentation's so stupid but it's yeah, entertaining this game looks like maybe it'll actually have a good story though I don't know I mean, I'm kind of interested so in it's in my city I don't live in Detroit I mean it's I David Cage I basically live in Detroit but it'd be cool I guess probably won't buy it when it comes out well I mean I guess I I don't I don't know what it is that you guys are like not a quite you guys are like I mean I could understand if you weren't excited but it sounds like you guys are like even more pessimistic Wait, what than do you mean that. No, I'm not yeah, pessimistic. I mean, I, it just doesn't interest me. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it's a cup. It's the a couple of things for me, but, but, I, but I like. But, it. I wanted. I said I might get it. <laughs> I, I'm not being negative. Yeah. Oh, well, every I don't know the vibe I was getting is that you guys weren't like super I was cool. excited about it. I'm just kind of. I was just annoyed that David Cage is like, no, no, our game's not trying to say anything. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so what he do you said, mean by not okay. saying anything? You mean something Yeah, basically. I don't know the or? exact quote, but he said he's not trying, like, that their game is not trying to say anything politically, I guess. What's the exact... I want to get the quote. I don't want to misquote him. That's essentially what he was trying to say. But that, it, like, mm. you look at the trailer and it's just false. <laughs> and I wish people would just own up to it. Mm -hmm. I think that's cool that, he, that the game is trying to say something. But I don't know. David Cage, David Cage is just an enigma. I don't like anything that he says, but his games are all right, I guess. Nah. Hey. I I do have kind of a soft spot for um, just just this idea of the these androids who aren't aren't human but are human in pretty much every capacity. Like they can think for themselves and make their own decisions when they're. You know, as soon as the uh, android leader sort of uh, liberates them, and just this idea of them sort of claim, laying yeah, a claim on really humanity, cool as well. and yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's why I might get it. Hell. I probably yeah, won't get it day agree. one, but I I might eventually pick it up because it looks fun. Well, not fun necessarily, but it looks yeah yeah. It's kind of like uh, yeah. Blade Runner in a way. Blade the Runner was kind of about that too. That's that's a cool movie. Um, yeah. So I know I I'm looking forward to Detroit becoming human. I will get it. It's one of the I mean I'll probably one of my get top it. games of E3. Yeah. And then he Hadox will review it, and then people get you're mad filthy at millennial he had a review copy. Man, I... did, so did someone seriously say that? Yeah, about he said you, I was impatient. Your Earthbound yeah. review. 
I'm a typical example of a millennial. Oh, the game couldn't possibly be bad. He also he's also Whoa, one of those no. people that, that like doesn't put all his thoughts into one comment. He does a play-by-play, -play, so he has like seven comments on my video. Oh, no. oh, I love those. <laughs> so, the final game that was shown off at Spyro, Sony's right? E3 conference was Spider-Man. Spyro-Man. Yeah, I was totally Spyro. I saw this great meme the other day. It was like, Never you know say that, that Michael. SpongeBob. Never say that. You sound like such a normie. Jeez. You sound like such a millennial. You sound like no. The, the, there was a part in um, Never, Michael. Can you promise SpongeBob. me? Promise me. All right, all right, all right. You sound. You saw this funny image. Never say meme. All right. Promise yeah, me. I saw this, this funny image macro. Pinky promise, Michael. Which had. Yeah, that, there's that scene. <laughs> oh, right. Pinky promised through the microphone. Okay. So the, there's a part in SpongeBob where the fish is like, hey, I just got my driver's license. And then SpongeBob's like, oh, hey, I'm I've getting mine that. next. Hey, I doubt it. And they did the same thing, except they replaced uh, the fish with Crash Bandicoot <laughs> and they edited Spiral's face over SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've I'm that. getting my high quality reboot. Hey, I'm getting mine next. Hey, I hey, doubt it. Hey, I doubt it. <laughs> Uh, it was a hot meme, is what it was. Um, and, I don't know, I, I was disappointed because I'm a much... I love Spyro, and it needs to come back. And I, I don't mean that shitty Legend of Spyro crap. And I don't mean that Skylanders... You vomit. What I mean, about a hero's Spyro. tale? Um, you know what, I'll take that over... I'll, I'll take that over Skylanders or Legend Whoa. of Spyro. It was trying a lot harder. But I digress. Next year, I feel it. No, never. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Back spiral. I feel because it. If, makes because if Crash can be in Skylanders again, if Crash can be in Skylanders but still have his own game, then I don't understand why Spyro can't. Because Spyro <clears throat> is not the main character of Skylanders, and he never was. Well, I mean, actually, yeah, he is. If you if you well, look he, at Skylanders he wasn't even Academy. Oh, now hold on. What about. Did, wasn't the second game like Spiral wasn't even in it? You played a Cinder instead. He was in it. He just like. He wasn't advertised, you know? Like, there wasn't a figure yeah. for him that was no, predominantly. Is... Uh, like. That, that has been the case with a bunch of Skylanders games. Like, Spyro has been a big part of them, but he's never really advertised as a feature. Like a big thing until like Skylanders Academy when he was the big guy there. Well, point is, I don't think people play Skylanders because they, they think of it as Spyro. You know what I mean? They play it because it's Skylanders. And they, they wanna they wanna play as random figurine characters to life, such as uh, Vignosh Trollstander. And you guys can't even prove that that's not a real Skylanders figurine because I mean, they have stupid names like that. Yes. Um, okay, well, we're getting off topic. The last the last announcement at Sony's conference was Spider-Man. Game. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Arkham, but you know what? It, it, looks, it looks damn fun. fine. I am mm -hmm. I'm going to get this game as I like Spider-Man. I liked the amazing Spider-Man 2 even. So did I. And I did too. Thank you. 
Andrew the Garfield Hadox, is the best. Hadox hates it for some reason. I don't I, because it has product placement in it. Wait, uh, what? But it's Amazing Spider-Man wait, 2. Oh, no, I, I hate it for a bunch of other reasons. I just don't think it's a good movie. I don't think well, you're a well, good movie. Well, Ryan, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> what What is the point of Spider-Man Homecoming, by the way? He's that, coming home! But he, he isn't. He's Marvel. And the, the new guy they have doing it looks like he's 12 years old, but he's older <laughs> than me. It's weird. And maybe they did the thing like the, the girl from um, Tomorrowland by Brad Bird. The main character, Casey, is played by a, a woman who's like in her mid-twenties, but they made her look like she was 12 years old by using forced perspective and stuff. Hmm. It was strange. But, yeah. Um, the Spider-Man game looks pretty cool. Like, I I really... Because, like, it, it is very much combat, kind of stealth, sort of like Arkham. Actually, a lot like Arkham, but I appreciate the ways that they're sort of integrating... Uh, Spidey's web-slinging and gadgets into the mix, because that, that's kind of his hallmark, is Peter Parker makes gadgets and uses them, and he has web-slinging abilities, uh, depending on whether you read in the comics or whichever movie. He either has web powers naturally, or he makes web shooters uh, for a suit. And yeah, it looks like you can use your webs to take guys down. There are different ways you can take people down. The story looks like it's set in um, New York. And you can sling around to get from place to place. Um, the Kingpin was in the trailer, which is cool. So they're going to have, um, you know, villains that we recognize. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just, it's, it's looking pretty good. I just hope that the web slinging is a bit faster when uh, they finished the game up, because it seemed a little slow. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, I don't know. One it thing looked I was, fun to me. I kinda, one thing I, I'm a huge fan of Spider-Man 2 for the GameCube. That's like one of my favorite uh, licensed games ever. And I hope they, they take that route where they just put a bunch of Spider-Man villains like Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Scorpion, Vulture, Rhino Man, mm. You know the ones. Um, oh, yeah, they'll put the they'll put the rhino <laughs> in like right at the end, and then they'll cut the credits. Yeah, I just it's gonna I, be it great. has a lot of potential to be good. I hope it does more to differentiate itself from the Dark Knight or not the Dark Knight Batman games, because it's a yeah. lot like that, with an emphasis on the webs and what makes Spider-Man so unique. I think it could be really good. Yeah. Well, the way the way how I see it is that if we have Wilson Fisk and you know we have like this little like. It looks like some sort of like underground uh, army, like a mafia thing going on. If we have stuff like that, I don't think we're going to be getting like, I don't know if we'll be getting like the Rhino or Scorpion or Venom or Carnage or anything like that. I think we'll be getting some of the more, uh, some of the more grounded villains, like, like uh, Hammerhead, maybe like more like, I don't want to say realistic, but like more villains that aren't is more well-known villains. You know, does that make any sense? Like yeah. not like villains who aren't necessarily comic book e. Um, um, I'm not so sure about that because the villain, the other villain that was in the trailer, the guy with the weird white eyes, seemed like pretty mm. supernatural. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, we really don't know much about this game. Like, who who else is going to be in it? 
Like, I, I honestly thought the guy was Chameleon, but I guess not. It's, I don't remember what they called him, but it wasn't Chameleon. I'm like, oh, well, shit. It could be someone new. But that's, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, and I do hope that, I hope this is like uh, uh, Web of Shadows, Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, not Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, Spider-Man 2, Ultimate Spider-Man, where it's like, it's like a open, open world, like a sandbox kind of game, because we've been needing one of those kind of games for Spider-Man recently, like a good one. Um... Yeah. And I would like to see something implemented that was in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 video game where, uh, like, the trigger buttons is how you swing your webs. Like, if you do the left trigger button, you'll swing to your left. And if you do the right uh, trigger button, you'll swing to your right. I thought that was kind of cool. Could definitely be fleshed out some, uh, a bit more. Because that game had a lot of potential, has a lot of really cool ideas, did not exercise them very well, did not meet them to its full potential. But if this game can do that, hey... It's all the better for it. Yep. And this is Insomniac Games we're talking about here. Um, and they're making something that's not Ratchet and Clank. Now, as much as I love Ratchet and Clank, it is good to see them branching out <laughs> a bit. Mm. And, and I feel like it, if they bring a lot of polish and passion to everything they make. There's passion uh, in every pixel. Yeah, there's passion in every pixel. Oh, they stick a bunch of nightmare viruses in front of you. Can't get enough of those. <laughs> no, everybody, your homework <sighs> after this podcast is to go watch Jay's Review's review of Mega Man X6, which is one of the funniest things you will ever watch in your life. It's great. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man's looking pretty hot. I'm looking forward to this title. Yeah, it, um, at the end of the conference, they teased that Miles Morales yeah, might be in the do. game in some way, shape, or form. Alright, well, I don't know That's who that cool. is. He's pretty much, uh, the successor to Peter Parker, because I believe in the Ultimate Universe, he died at the very end of a story, and then Miles, Mor Miles Morales became the yeah, new Spider-Man. Miles Morales, future Spooderman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from what I hear, he's like the last thing that Marvel made before they turned to shit, or the last good thing that they made before they turned to shit. So, hey! By all means, if it's good, it's good. Alright. Um... Yep. Yeah. So I think that's that's pretty much it for Sony's conference, so why don't we go we'll ahead probably, and move on uh, to Ninidoo. Maybe we could do Nintendo sometime... ...later, since it's midnight. Well... Um, I don't know, I, feel, I personally would just kind of like to wrap this up now. And we can do, like, Sonic Forces as its own video then. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because there's not really a whole lot to talk about with Nintendo. Nintendo? We can, like, blitz... Yeah, we can, we can Blitzkrieg it. Alright, I'm gonna probably vegetate, because I'm getting pretty tired. So, I don't... Alright. Right. Um, so, let's see. Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So, Hadox, tell us all about how disappointed you oh. are with this with this trailer. Tell us about the voice acting and how it's shit. I, I don't know. I feel like... At least like, they're not British. <laughs> I feel like there shouldn't be another Xenoblade. Yeah. Um, so this this is supposed to be a direct follow-up to the first one. <laughs> unlike so. X. What? I think so. Okay. And everything looks so anime it looks so much better than Xenoblade Chronicles. Graphically? Well, I mean, yeah, graphically, if you want yeah. to be technical, um, yes, it does. But in terms of the art direction, 
Everything looks so yeah. Shonen Jump. Looks like a, something from like a Tales anime or a Tales game. It like looks Tales of even Bavaria. more anime than that, honestly. Like their mm. eyes look like vortexes. I mean, I like this style more than Xenoblade Chronicles. I like yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. one style a lot more. <laughs> the only thing holding that game back was the Wii. Because like when you did close-up shots in that game, you just couldn't well, make out the their Wii... faces very well. But the art style was always really good. The yeah. Wii was capable of better models than that, but when you have such a huge game, you probably can't. Well, that's spend why I said their their shortfall was the Wii. If they put it on any like if they put it on anything else, you probably actually see their faces during close-up shots. Right. Well, so it looks like the plot of this game. So the Xenoblade in the first game the was Monado. the Monado, right? Monado. Okay, and then in this game, it looks like the Xenoblade is like a um, sentient character that can turn so into a sword. This is probably not going to be a story continuation by the looks of the trailer. Not that they're. Not that they're Which is Not fine. to go into Xenoblade Chronicles too much, but they're really. It's kind of hard to make a direct follow up to the first game the way that it ends, but. Well, that's the thing. I, that's why I don't think there should the, have been that's any the thing. more. I think this is like... I think what they've done is draw a line in the sand between Chronicles X, which is not Xenoblade Chronicles. It's like super open world. It's almost like an MMO. And then Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which is the focused um, RPG linear experience, which I prefer to X. So I think that's what this is. I don't think that any of these games are going to be story continuations of any of them. It's sort of like Final Fantasy. Well, now, now what I remember... Well, I remember seeing like a comment on one of the trailers, but like at the end of the first game, apparently Shulk wanted to make some kind of utopian sort of place, right? Let's not yeah. spoil it. Well, you you guys can cut that. You guys can censor or bleep that out however you want. And no, apparently... well, that's not a spoiler, but I don't want to get into anything like that because, yeah, he, there's people he, who haven't gotten the, to the, the end gist yet. of it is just Xenoblade ends on a note that it look it would probably it be hard open for them to up continue to any sequels. with the way that they end. I mean, they I don't know, and the way that in the trailer okay. it implies that they. Are just making a new story, and that's why I say yeah, it's taking right. the well, final You guys have actually approach. finished the game, so because it still has like the the uh, oh god, whatever Ricky is the hero. He, I just yeah, <clears throat> not pawn. I, I tried to call them hero pawns because Ricky's the hero pawn. Yeah. Um. So they just, yeah. they stick the Nopons in there, sort of like how the Moogles are in all the Final Fantasy games. That's the vibe I'm getting. I don't, I'm not mm. a big fan of the art style, honestly. I think Xenoblade Chronicles X looked a little weird, but that was, at least it was close to what Xenoblade Chronicles was art in terms of art style. This game just, it looks, um, <laughs> it do, I don't know, it looks really like, in terms of art style, and this is only really the character models. I like the world design. It's just the character models look generic anime. 
and I'm not really a big fan of it. That's exactly what I was but, trying to say. I mean, I never really cared about the character yeah, models like, anyway. I was always into this series because the world design was really great, but it is really jarring to have generic anime. That... The sword lady has... Like, I'm... It's really distracting, because, like, I'm look, I'm on this webpage that's talking about everything that was announced at the Nintendo uh, Spotlight or whatever it's called, and the sword lady just has huge breasts to be fair it's like really they sort of <laughs> sort of did a similar weird thing with the character in the first game but i don't want to go into it I, I feel like they do it in the games anyway i think in x they also did it although this one is probably the most blatant yeah, they've I, ever done i'm just done. saying <laughs> yeah i mean if like we're they're, talking they're about huge. xenoblade if we're talking about xenoblade standards maybe we're talking about Nintendo RPG standards. I'll point you in the direction oh, of God, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE. And I will point you in the direction of Paper that Mario The Thousand Year Door, starring Madame Flurry. I'll, I'll point you to the fucking main female protagonist in the Fire Emblem Shin Megami Tensei game. And I'll point you to uh, the main protagonist in <laughs> Pikmin 3. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Captain Charlie had pretty big man I mean, moves. yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I'm, I'm still uh, very excited, because Xenoblade Chronicles is one of my favorite games ever. <laughs> so, and this looks like... It's going the I'm route not, that I wanted I'm X to take. And I'm sort of a little bit more forgiving of X now that it's clear that it wasn't really supposed to be what Xenoblade Chronicles was. I'm kind of willing to let people who like that game enjoy it because we are back <laughs> to what the <laughs> original was. Thank you. I don't know. I would disagree, King K. I think X is still well, pretty I mean, like, shit. <laughs> and you should feel bad for I liking mean, it. Feel what you will about it, but I'm just glad that I that's not the direction they were taking because that's what my worry was when they released it is that they were going in that direction. I didn't like it, but it's clear that they aren't considering that we have two now and it looks fun. I've seen some, uh, I looked at the treehouse, seen some battles. Really cool to have that on my switch. I'm just saying, though, the voice acting from what we've seen in that trailer, mm, it's not good stuff. It is. I was happy not when good. I was listening to it. I, just, I was like, oh, it's kind of cool that they, uh, they were like, hey, let's just embrace the spirit of this weird situation we were in where we only had British voice actors. Like, eh, let's throw throw in more, but it doesn't sound good. And whatever you want to say about the voice no. acting in the original Xenoblade Chronicles, I um, think it was good. I think it was pretty good. This trailer, not it, that just, bad. it was not very good. Yeah. Take this! Oh! Not good, man. Well, there's another trailer that they showed today, or today, at the Nintendo Direct. They also had really bad voice acting, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Well. You want to talk about generic anime character designs? We'll get there when we get there. Right. Um, next game. Kirby. Kirby! They're making Let's Kirby. Go. They're making Kirby yep. on the Switch. And yes. Uh, it looks look like as Return to Dream. As Planet Robobot was. Yeah, it does. It does look. Well, I really I mean, like Return to Dream. Design, it is. It's. I it's, wasn't. It was. I. Uh, 
Like everything from Return to Dreamland onward are I the just, best games. In the I just I think series, Return no to Dreamland was fine. I just Ooh, like other Kirby games series. more. That's why I'm not as jazzed about this one. I still need to play uh, whatever the one, the robot one, Robobot. Plant Robobot is the best Kirby game I own ever it, made, but I haven't plopped it in. I gotta do it. And yeah, play it when we're done with this podcast. Your assignment oh is to pop that fucker in and give it a go. It's great. And bless, bless you. you. Um, but yeah, keep them it's coming. So, the, the latest Kirby so games weird. have been oh, Kirby stellar. is just like this. How much does Kirby sell? Because they just pump the fuck out of him. Like they just pump games left and right for him. Uh, what looks really neat about this game is that uh, you can. It's it looks like kind of a continuation of the helper idea from Superstar. But instead of, you can have like up to three of them, and they serve as other playable characters. So with Return to Dreamland, uh, you could play as four Kirbys, you could play as Spear Waddle Dee, you could play as King Dedede and Meta Knight. Um, and it looks like in this game, instead of, you, you get to play as the Helpers, which is kind of cool that they're bringing that back. And then there are team moves you can do. Um, I know we don't really know much about this this game yet so far. The graphics look great. Oh, I think um, they might be bringing back the animal buddies from Dreamland 2 and 3. <laughs> yeah, I saw the hamster. Yeah, Rick the hamster will come back. Um, yep. I don't know, it just, it looks great. And all the all the music was from like, uh, Triple Deluxe and like the, the song that they used in the trailer is from one of the recent games. So, but yeah, um, more Kirby games. I I love to see that. So yeah, we don't know much about uh, this Just game. Just had a random thought. What if I yeah. quit my job and became a Five Nights at Freddy's novelist? You should do what? it. What? <laughs> that is you a random thought. <laughs> I can't argue with that. What the fuck? <laughs> really? Oh man. King K, um, what I want you to do is go on Amazon and type in Five Nights at Freddy's books. And jeez. Oh gosh. There's a lot of fan-made stuff and it's real bad. I wanna that buy all of these. That should be the next fanfiction we read. Um, these look like full-length books. And they're highly rated. I wow. wanna buy every single one. <laughs> Oh, Scott Cawthon actually wrote one of these. you have to review every Sonic McDonald's toy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to uh, buy them all right now, and there's nothing anybody can do to stop me. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, they casually at dropped Nintendo Pokemon. headquarters in um, Tokyo, <laughs> They were Japan. just like, we're making it. Yeah. So, Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do we also want to talk about the Pokemon Direct that happened? Might as well just, oh. like, shoehorn it in. Because, again, there really wasn't a lot that they discussed. Everything that was in there, they honestly, was showed off Pokémon, which is coming to the Switch, Ultra Sun, and, uh, Gold and Silver coming to the 3DS. Yay, you yep. can play the inferior version of Gold and Silver. Yay. <laughs> Gold and Silver. Instead of playing the better, superior DS renditions. Um, yeah, that's so weird. Why, why would they do that? I kind of I mean, like it's a virtual Gold and Silver's thing. music a bit more, because it's just, I don't know, preference. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, but, you know, in terms of 
the gameplay. You know, they they brought along all the upgrades from like Gen three and Gen four yeah. into the mix. It's so pretty it's archaic. Like, like you only go better. back for the the presentation and like the nostalgia, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, people, when that Direct came out, people were complaining, Why did they put Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon on the Switch? Blah, 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 blah. Well, now, we know that we're getting an original Pokemon RPG on yep. Switch. Yeah. So, yeah. And, yeah, hopefully we can get what Pokemon Coliseum should have been all those hmm. years ago. Full-sized, full 3D Pokemon game. On a console. Just, just, I hope to God it does not have the pacing of Sun and Moon. That game has shit pacing, no, no matter how. No, 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 Ugh. Ryan. Ugh. No. I don't like that game. <laughs> I don't like that game at all. It's boring. You're gonna, you're gonna make Dan cry. I don't care. Let him. <laughs> the game isn't that good. I'm sorry. Oh hey, you want to catch this Pokemon? Oh, call for help. Oh, you want to catch it again? No, call for help again. <laughs> Eat a dick. Oh. <laughs> I know the game is not good. Ugh. Well, maybe maybe the new version will fix that. Yeah, Ryan. it'll it'll I fix the it. quote unquote pacing. <laughs> oh boy! Please, please. Oh hey, I step uh -huh, outside. Like every hey, other can't go that way. Have to go the other way. Here we go. Oh boy. Oh, Mike, you gotta please. stop us. Mike, they were not as us. bad as Sun and Moon. <laughs> okay, um, so next up on the- actually, let's skip that for Yeah, now. game uh, I- Yoshi <laughs> on the Switch. Game I couldn't Yo, care less about. Why'd you skip about. it? Why'd you skip it? Well, we'll, we'll come back to that game one later. Game I couldn't care less about. Yoshi oh. is next. And... It looks cute. Uh, yeah, it looks- it, you know, I liked Yarn Yoshi enough. I mean, the, the one thing that I kind of hate about every Yoshi game is that they put so much fucking shit in the levels to collect. Mm. Like, say what you will about New Super Mario Brothers, but in terms of the side quest stuff, they knew to keep it simple. Like, just have the three star coins on the level, and if you want your completionist factor, there you go. It's three things to get. It's not 30 things to get. You know what I mean? Like, with, with Yoshi, it'll be like 20 red coins that are hidden in the level. You have to get, you have to have a maxed out health bar, and then you have to find the five flowers. And it's just like, God, how much crap can we cram into every level? It's just... And then you miss even one of those and you don't get the high score you want. That really annoys me. Like, as a, as a semi-completionist type, that annoys the fuck out of me. Um, but... Now, in terms of just raw level design... Because uh, it looks like a follow-up to Yoshi's Woolly World, because Yoshi still looks like he's mm. made of, uh, you know, fabric. Um, and the ground looks very Yoshi Story-esque, but it looks like they're kind of experimenting more with the 3D aspect of it. It's like a 2.5D platformer sort of dealio, uh, where the levels are kind of structured like a 2D platformer, but you can move around in full 3D. Uh, that's, that's interesting. You know, it's, um, I don't know, it's, these games are that's kind of the same thing. That's why I'm not very excited for it. Really, like ever since I played Yoshi's Woolly World Island. and I was unimpressed. It wasn't bad, I just, I didn't really care. It just felt like a, a very, a very sterilized mm. right, 2D enough. platformer that looked nice. Yeah. Yoshi's yeah, I mean, it world? looks really good, but... I don't know. I, uh, 
I feel like that's sort of a common trend for Yoshi games. That's really, I don't know. I've, I've just like, I felt that as Yoshi has gone on, it's become like less magical. I don't know. Just less it good. It does like. They seem oh. very. Does anybody else banal. feel that way? If that makes any sense. Like very just run of the mill. Yeah. Well, that that's why I appreciate that this new game is trying out some more. 3D elements, because I don't think we've really had a Yoshi game besides Galaxy 2, I guess, if that even counts. <laughs> like, or, what about you know, Sunshine, too. The thing where is, you get to play as Yoshi in 3D. Yeah. The thing is, I had to force myself to finish Yoshi's Woolly World. Well, I thought you said you liked that game a lot in your review. I don't remember anything that happened at that time. Honestly, I just remember I forced myself. And that was also at a weird time in my reviewing thing. Where I was like, I can't say anything bad about Nintendo. No, I seem to remember you did like a Yoshi's Island versus Wooly World thing. That's what you did, and then you said that you liked Yoshi's Wooly World more. Did I? Yeah, that's what you did. Did I do that? I remember reading the script for it and watching the video. Oh, damn. I don't remember this. Alright, well, point it. is, um,. I, I kind of agree with you guys, but honestly, I feel like that kind of well, applies even to Yoshi's the Island, original Yoshi's Island, really. <laughs> How dare you? It's, I mean, it's it's a finely crafted game, but it's there's there is something about the Yoshi games, besides Yoshi's story for some reason, that everything just gets really slow and plotting, because they're so long. The levels are so long, and they have so much shit in them, and there are so <sighs> many levels, it, the game just kind of drags after a while. So while everything in it is technically competent and well-designed and, you know, in small doses, fun, it does kind of drag. But, I don't know, hopefully this new game will be a little bit better about that. Maybe if they can drop some of the collectibles and make the level design a little bit more straightforward and not take so many years to beat even one stage. You know, I'm willing to be a little optimistic about it. Looks like it'll be a fine game either way, but who knows if it'll be, like, amazing. I can kind of see- I can definitely see what Ryan is saying. Um, Botwood DLC. Uh, Looks and, pretty cool. And, so didn't they announce that you could play as, like, the- Yeah, so the, the champions from the game. Rivali, Urbosa, uh, Daruk, and- What's-her-face, Zora. Princess- Ryla. Mifa. Um, so they're, I guess, Champions Ballad is what it's called, and I don't know if they're going to be playable. Maybe it's like a prequel to before uh, Link goes into hypersleep or whatever it was. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like a new camp. I don't know what exactly is going on in it, but uh, it looks like it'll be coming out in a few months here. They're going to have Amiibo! Hooray! I Those... like amiibos. I want the Urbosa amiibo. I like Urbosa. <laughs> I, I I have a feeling that you're not going to tell us what you're going to do with that figurine, Ryan. That's I would disgusting, put it with Michael. I would put it. <laughs> There's I'd a whole subreddit for that. Oh. <sighs> I have like a collection of amiibo on my desk. What were you uh, thinking? Um. Or Michael, uh, have you been to r slash coming on figures? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you have. I have, because it's fascinating. 
<laughs> it's f oh god. All right. Well, yeah. <clears throat> I think we've talked. Did did that episode Who where knows? we talked about the Zelda DLC ever come out? I don't think it did. Nope. All right. Um. Yeah. I He's mean, I don't have think this champions. This champions bout. Like, okay, so the first batch was the one we talked about in that other episode, which I'm almost certain never came out uh, for this or that reason. Um, and then the, overall the consensus was some of it looks good, but we it didn't feel like it was worth $20. Pretty sure that's what Ryan said. $10, technically. Okay, $10. Because um, it's $20 for both. So the second DL batch of DLC is going to be the Champions Ballad, which is like, well, I guess you get to play as the Champions, which is cool. Well, we Something don't know that. Different. Nothing, nothing was confirmed whether or not we play as the Champions or not. Well, maybe. It would I, be cool, but I don't know. I don't think it was confirmed. Right. Oh, well, I don't know. Hopefully, I guess we'll get. We'll have to wait and see and learn more about that. Uh, Rocket League. Hey. Well, I was going to say then the new DLC, they're going to be adding gold Lynels. Does that mean they're actually going to be difficult to fight this time? Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I Every hope time so. I saw a lion, Lionel, I got my ass kicked. Well, they just got to get good. They're not that no. hard. Maybe if Botwa had good combat. Uh, Rocket Ooh. League was. It's coming to Switch. I don't. That's the game with like the monster trucks. It's like monster truck soccer. Yeah. I don't know. Just do we care, or can we move on? I mean, it's fun. It's cool that it's coming to the Switch and this cross platform. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Okay. Are we gonna talk about Fire Emblem Warriors? Um. Sure. The game with the. The game with the most boring anime character designs out there and some of the worst voice acting I've heard in a fucking video game from just its trailer alone? Okay, listen, This game does Ryan, not look good. Sonic Adventure is one of your favorite games of all time. It's your yeah, second- Yeah, Sonic Adventure so has fucking better voice acting than whatever I've heard from this thing. Cause in Sonic Adventure, it's goofy. This is taking it dead fucking seriously. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> it's- And the game is- It's just a fucking Hyrule Warriors game. It's not even like- it's not even like any of the other Warriors games where like they have something else that defines what it is. It's just it's Hyrule Warriors with Fire Emblem characters. Is that even from? Is this from Awakening, from Fates, and from the and like two characters from the first game, and that's it. It's God, it's so stupid. I am not uh, getting this in case, game. In case you guys didn't know, Ryan is a Fire Emblem hating cuck. Yes, I am. Also, oh. Ryan. So, so this please, please way send than all of your hate Xenoblade mail Chronicles to ryan.mathis. What happened? What happened? <laughs> no, Can this art style no, looks Dan better than something. the one for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah, Dan... Mm, I will agree to disagree. Uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm with Dan. I think it's the eyes. The nah, eyes in like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 look like really shiny, and they their edges are so smooth. I like that though. Yeah, this art style just right, looks well, like Fire Emblem, be. Ryan. I, I don't see anything different about it. Well, maybe that's the problem. It looks yeah. too boring. So do you There's not like Fire Emblem's art style, Ryan? Ugh. I don't know. I like the old art style. What is the old art style? Like with Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn? I mean, that's not really the old art style, but it's like it's older. 
You know, like the I ones was a really like in... big fan of Pat of Fire Emblem on the Atari. Uh... <laughs> See, what's funny is that like Michael, your fucking voice like got automated for some reason. Like it sounded like a robot. So it sounded yeah. like as if a robot was trying to laugh through auto tune. It was wonderful. <laughs> it's a shame oh, we won't be able to pick God. that up. Uh. I know. I don't. I don't care about fire. I like emblem. the Warriors games. So I'll I'm get sorry, it, guys. I, I'm kind of with you. I don't but really care. I'm, I'm. Uh, my my headphones got unplugged um, for a moment there. Could you repeat that? What? You like? Oh, okay. My headphones. I'm just got saying unplugged that, like, for a moment while you were talking, Dan. I, I've never finished a Fire Emblem game, but I'm probably gonna get this because I like the characters and I like Warriors games. Okay. I really liked Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, that was a fun game. It's a great no. game. Alright, so... It, if, forgive me if I'm misinterpreting, but it sounded like your problem with this game was that it was another Hyrule Warriors game. From what I've seen, it is note for note the same exact game, but with the Fire Emblem setting, seen, aesthetic and character like, and shit like have you that. Seen gameplay? I and even seen then... Yeah. I'm pretty of sure they had Warriors? a treehouse. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, there's gameplay out there. There was some uh, treehouse footage. It, it's, it's again, it's just, it's Hyrule Warriors, but with Fire Emblem, first of all. And second of all, again, it's just, it's a waste of potential. You have 25, almost 30 years worth of games and characters to pull from, and you're only doing two games, plus two obligatory ones, Marth and Tiki. It's a waste. Waste of potential. Hello? Here you are. Oh, there you are. Okay. All right. We got quiet. So now, now that that conversation is concluded, <laughs> it's time to talk about what Skyrim? will be the best video game ever created. Skyrim. Super Mario Odyssey Skyrim. looks like the best game <laughs> ever made. Skyrim. Uh, Skyrim. Remember when people Skyrim. said that about Zelda? Yeah, well, I, I was never hyped about Batwa, and I... And I was... Everything that I thought I would dislike about the game came to be true. But Super Mario Odyssey looks like the best game ever made. I wouldn't I think go that I'm far. I'm more hyped but for Mario look Odyssey than I was for Breath of the Wild, this... which is a little crazy. <laughs> nah, I'm the opposite. I was more excited for Breath of the Wild than I was with Odyssey. But then again, it's, it's also that, like, it's hard for me to get excited for Mario games when we get, like, three games a year. And I will say, this game does look really, really fucking good, and I am excited for it. But yeah. I just, I don't see best game of all this time. This will probably be, here. like... Oh. Like, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of nods towards the other Mario games. That's good. That's great. They brought but if back you're not, fucking Pauline from Donkey Kong. But if you're not fond of those other games, then the, the appeal is lost. But it's like, I i mean, I barely know anything about the old Donkey Kong games, but I recognized Pauline. I mean, I know of her. It's just not, well, that's I'm sort not of like, like losing my shit. I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. I mean, yeah, but that's sort of like any like, oh video game franchise Pauline! ever made. Ah! I'm like, yeah. But I, do, I see what you're saying, but that's, it's like... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, oh, oh no, you guys, but we can't, we can't be excited for this game because uh, Mario wears a Mexican hat. That's racist uh, or something, let's, right? Let's skip that. 
Yeah, I, I, it's, I don't get it. I don't get it, but... You know, and that is something I did say. That is something I did say with Mario Sunshine, you know? Give us an option to get more clothing, yeah. you know? And we're getting fucking and close. I think is. that's cool. Yeah. I, lo I love... Oh my gosh. I love all the outfits in the game. They look amazing. Especially that suit and hat. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna buy that, like, immediately. Mario looks just adorable on all these outfits. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And he also has, like... I mean, he's not... He's still not as expressive as I would like him to be. But he's still pretty damn expressive. Like, he has, like... It's very squishy. And I like that. Yeah, I mean, like, if you look at the expression on the, the thumbnail for the new trailer, right? Yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. just, like... It's such a strange... Uh, facial expression. I don't think I've ever seen Mario do something like that before. Mm -hmm. And... Um, one thing I do know about this game is that Miyamoto has, has a very limited role in its production, and it shows. It shows. Because Miyamoto, I think, is the one who's responsible for every game has to have a bunch of toads, every game has to have these same cliched settings over and over and over again, even in the RPGs, even in the sports games, even in the party games, every game has to look the same. Suddenly he's out of the picture, and we get what looks like the most creative Mario game we've seen in a very, very long time. Mm. And holy shit, this this is the game I've wanted since the first Galaxy came out. <laughs> Something fresh and new, and I love pretty much everything about it that we've seen so far. Like the new vocal theme, they would have never done something like that even just no. a year ago. Mm -hmm. Um. The all the settings are really creative. Like the one, the wooded kingdom is like. It looks at first you think it's just a forest, but then you look out at the skybox and you realize it's like a simulated robo forest. And you have these robots that are taking care of the trees. That's so damn creative. Isn't that I in, love uh, it? Mario, isn't that Mario Galaxy Two with those? Like, aren't they returning from Mario Galaxy Two? No, the robot things. No, those robots were not in Galaxy Two. Okay. You, you might be thinking the, of the the of the uh, chippies or the the woodies. They were like <laughs> the whittles. They're called whittles. They're like these little cubic wooden guys. Those Didn't they were have, like saws too. on their hands? No. Or something. They were just thinking about people. something else. Okay. Oh no, I know, I know them. But because when there was something else in Galaxy Two that looked like the are you talking about Odyssey the get the gearmos? Maybe. Uh, here I'll show you a picture. The gearmos were in both Galaxy games. Okay. Um, they're like the little robots, and they have like gears on their head. That sounds about right. No, is it? No, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. That, that's I need the to play Guillermo. Guillermo. Um, yeah, and Let's the see. most famous Guillermo is named Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> um, uh. I'll be here all week. Uh, but <laughs> okay, so this game is going to be. A collectathon, like the like 64 and Sunshine, instead of power stars or shine sprites, you're collecting power moons. But from what I understand, they're totally optional. Like they're not tied to the main story. They're stuff you do because you want to. Uh, the main story is Bowser has hired an evil wedding planning company, which is so great. I love it. And he's going to get married to Peach, and Mario's chasing after them in a ship, and he teams up with a ghost. Who possesses his hat and that allows Mario to possess people which is so cool and creative and you can possess and humans and so he gets to get go to all these open world <laughs> yes you could possess anything you could possess a 
Tyrannosaurus Rex. You could possess the enemies for puzzle elements. You can go into the walls and it it's turns like into an a side scroll, which is so creative. Every you just level possess has... things. Mm -hmm. Yes, I like that. And you, there, there are coins, and you can buy stuff now, which is I can't believe it took them that long to have that idea. Sonic the moment I saw Mario idea. in the treehouse buy it a did. poncho, I was and like ten out of like, ten. This is fucking amazing. Like I can dress Mario up. Holy <laughs> shit! I, I can't see how this game could be bad. This, like I said, it's going to be the best game ever made. I don't see it. What do you mean I, you don't this see is, it, Ryan? I mean, no, I, I have no doubt in my mind that this game is going to be great. It might even be the best Mario game. I don't know. I'm just not seeing best game of all time material. All right, hold on. Well, Let me, you have to uh, understand the kind of games I like, Ryan. So, like, okay, so I, I say your... best game of all time kind of in jest, but what I mean is this looks like oh, for like me. A favorite this game for like, you, okay. This looks like it. this will be one of the best games I have ever played. Okay. It looks like everything I want from a video game right here. Because it's okay. because of how creative it is. And it, it's bringing back these things that I that I liked from Mario as a kid, but updating them. Like, you know, in the reviews I've released recently for 64 and the Sunshine video that come out, I keep talking about how every time you get a collectible, they boot you back to the hub. Yeah, well, they're, they're they fixing that. that. They're fixing Thank that. For this how long game. did it take them to how do the thing? How long did it take them to do that? Other, other games, games have been have doing done it for like years. That Banjo Kazooie has been doing, and they're they're bringing back Pauline and they're turning her into the mayor of a city, which is pretty cool. And she's a jazz singer now, and they're doing all like if Miyamoto was at the helm for this project, none of this would have happened. Everything would be mm. Toads. Everything would be the same. It would be like 3D World all over again, except even less creative. And. Yeah, after 3D World, oh. this this is the Mario game I needed. And, oh. you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, Ryan Kohai. Uh, I, I, I seem drop. to remember you asking for a lot I of the stuff not. that's going That'd to be, be in this game. You were saying that every Mario game was samey, and now they're making one that's very creative and different. Hey, uh, I dropped. I don't know if you guys can hear me. Yeah, we oh, can. I can hear you. Okay, hi. Uh... What 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 did you say for like the past two minutes? I said this. It looks like the the Mario game you have been asking for, Ryan, for a while now. It's close enough, and I'll take it. It really because like what you Do what you, you were just... saying. It it's it. Hmm. What were you saying, Haydox? Nothing. You cut off Haydox. Yeah. I was like, I had a thought, but I lost it. Okay. I just, um, I like my Mario games, or my 3D Mario games, to be structured in the way of, like, Galaxy, Galaxy 2, uh, and I guess to an extent 3D Land and 3D World, more so 3D World, honestly. Um, more like the linear obstacle courses, not so much the open sandboxes, because I'm not a fan of that kind of gameplay style for Mario. I like the more focused linear level design for him, I think that just suits him better. Um, so if they were to have, like, all these ideas, and I don't know how they could have done it, and have the, have the game be a bit more linear that way, you know? Hey, well, if you that watch, right there would be did perfect. Did you watch any of the but treehouse footage? I've seen a little bit. Like, I've seen the New Dong City. 
Yeah. And I refuse well, to call it the new donk city. It's new donk. dong. Not dong, right? Yeah. I gotta pee. Hold dong. on. I'll <laughs> okay, be right back. Well, if you watch that, you'll notice that they're like you. There's like a part where Mario possesses a rocket and flies away, and it basically mm -hmm. takes him to like a side area of the level that's basically just a linear platforming section. Yeah. So that stuff is in the game. Mm, yeah, and I like that. I just wish that was. I just wish that was the focus. I'm not saying like the game's gonna be bad because for oh, I'm not yeah. excited for the game as much. You know, because I'm not gonna judge the game for what it's not. I'm gonna judge the game for what it is. You know, and for what it is, it's it's looking pretty damn good, even for like by my standards for Mario games. <laughs> mm. So Man. I'm excited for it. Cool beans. Yeah. That's I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Did you hear All about right. the other Mario game that was announced? Uh, the Rabbids game. No. That Mario and know. Luigi Superstar oh, Saga is getting yeah. a remake. Yep. Well, you know, I think I think that's a good idea. Uh, cause the Mario and Luigi, uh paper jam ball a competently designed game and all that uh i do feel like the series could benefit from going back to its roots a little bit and mm -hmm. i think that if superstar saga gives alpha dream and nintendo an opportunity to say hey this is what our first game was like uh what can we Let's take go from back this? and see what we can do yeah yeah and yeah, I think that'll that'll be very beneficial for the series because every game after the first one was set in the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, except for the fourth one. The fourth one was set on like Pillow Island. That was and... the Dream Team, right? Yeah. I have every, that game. I need to play it. Every every other game was set in the Mushroom Kingdom, though, and it's it was getting and especially because it felt like they kept having to retcon the last well, game you just played to just for fair, it to make sense. Bowser's inside <laughs> story. Like, um, half of it was inside Bowser. So, well, what, what I mean by that Bowser is King K. the the way mm. that that game works is um in in the second game, Partners in Time, Peach's Castle is like at the top of the map, and then Bowser's Castle is kind of off to the left. I always imagined uh, for Bowser's Inside Story that. Uh, on the map of Bowser's Inside Story, Bowser's Castle's kind of off on the right side at the top, and Peach's Castle's on the left side to the top. I always imagined that we were just, like, moving over to the other side of the castles from Partners in Time, and that's where it was taking place. But once you get the paper jam, it, like, makes no sense, because everything's moved around again, so... Who knows? Uh, I appreciate them going back to the roots. I think it'll be beneficial for the series. I would like to say... In, what was it, 2014, we got a remake of Pokemon Ruby and Pokemon Sapphire, two highly acclaimed RPGs on the GBA, and then this year, we're getting a remake of another highly acclaimed JRPG on the Nintendo 3DS. Maybe next year, or maybe the year after that, we can we'll get, get another remake. Pokemon, we'll get we, Golden we, Sun we Ginny Basketball. You shut your damn mouth. Camelot has <laughs> no. experience developing good sports Dude, games. Awesome. They're gonna make a Golden no. Sun sports game. No, where's my Golden Sun remake? We're gonna remake GBA RPGs. Just make, just do Golden Sun. They're gonna Let's remake Dark Dawn. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
you wouldn't know, that I'll... be great? Wouldn't that be great if they remade Dark Dawn and then like at the end there's just like, yeah, sorry, still no new game. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it because I still think Dark Dawn is a competent game. It's still a solid RPG, but that cliffhanger, it does more harm than good. Mm -hmm. If they were to remake it, just ma make it end with closure. If you do that, I'll be like, fine, fuck it, I'll take it. Like, this is the game we were supposed to get. If not, then fuck it, you know, whatever. Either way, it's still going to take my money. Mm -hmm. But, but should right. we get to the uh, the big announcement? Wasn't that it? No, no, there was one more announcement that we didn't talk about. We're not talking about And that's Skyrim coming to the Switch. You mean <laughs> there's uh, the Amiibo sushi support? Game? Sushi Strikers. The sushi game! I was watching I the Treehouse for announcements. I just know about the names. It's the main the character named Brave Fencer Musashi. And they got Musushi. the Sushi Strikers. <laughs> no. It was... I left my house. I thought, I thought it would be... I thought it would be something substantial. <laughs> they came back from the break and they're like, Hey look, this is Sushi Strikers! And I all, like... Just gave up. There's always that one game at Nintendo Z3 where they it's just like, no. We should you, we should probably talk no. about yeah the big uh, the big Kahuna. <laughs> oh, you mean the one that I was right about that I knew we were gonna get and I was right. All right, well, put a put a sock in it, Ryan. Oh, um, um, so I'm not sure if I'm prepared to talk about this. Um, Ooh. we about Metroid. Yes. What? Metroid Prime motherfucking 4. Are you getting right. emotional? Well, yeah. Uh, we got basically a teaser for Metroid Prime 4. We know what's happening. Um, honestly, I, I kind of prefer they would have called it something else. You know, because it's called the Prime Trilogy because Metroid Prime was the villain. You know, and the three games were about that character and Samus's interaction with him. So calling it Metroid Prime 4 makes no sense because it's presumably, name recognition. That's it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's more of a brand thing, I guess, at this point, because people think Metroid Prime, they think a very westernized version. I think of if Metroid. they called it anything else, um, people that's might worry what they're trying to market it on. That's probably why yes, they're naming it that. that all, all they really. All they had to do was call it Metroid Dread or something like that and show that Retro Studios was developing and people well, don't understand. Not. Oh, they're not developing it. They aren't. No. They said no. they weren't. So, how do we yeah. know that? They they have said this. Retro's moved they on. They said they're building a new team to make building okay. a new team within Nintendo oh, to make it. Yeah. Really? What do you think about mm -hmm. that? Hey, uh, up to this point, it, can work. it was up to this point. Like all I all I knew is that it wasn't confirmed whether or not Retro was making it. And that Kinsuki Tanabe guy, I think, didn't he like leave? No, uh, no, he's you, gonna you have produce. To understand, he's producing Metroid. I didn't huh? see. Or well, he they produced the, the first same. Three they have the well. same guy. It's yeah, just not no. Retro. Yeah, the first three. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Kensuke Tanabe works for Nintendo, and he produced the Metroid, the original Metroid Prime trilogy, right. even though Retro Studios developed it. Which is why, like, um, Kenji, no, not, 
Yoshio Sakamoto, the guy who was behind Other M, had very little to do with the Prime Trilogy. He he had a role, but he was not like the main creative director or the main creative force behind it like he was for uh, Super and Fusion and Zero Mission and Other M. Those mm -hmm. were all his brainchilds. Uh, brain children, I should say. Um, but yeah, I don't know how to feel about a Metroid Prime 4 without Retro Studios. Because, I don't know, like, I'm not saying the game's going to be bad because of that. I'm just, it just injects some Probably uncertainty. because they're building a, t they're building a team that, sure that, that Michael, which you means can that they never haven't say made anything. anything. So really it could be, it's like scattershot. Michael, yeah, you can never... What... Michael, listen to me. Listen. Michael. <laughs> heart to heart. Yes. Ready? Eyes on me. Listen. You can never say anything bad about Metroid because we haven't had Metroid in a long time and how dare you be critical. Metroid See, Prime that's, Federation that's why Force. I wasn't prepared. That's why I said I wasn't prepared to talk about this. See, I, that, that's I feel... what bothers me about everything with this fucking dumb thing with gaming it's like oh fucking hell we can't we can't have a discussion about anything because we have to walk on eggshells because people are going to be upset that we are saying oh maybe metroid prime federation for retro prime 4 might not be that great because it's not made by retro maybe it could be good but i'm a little uncertain then you have everyone like you're just a fucking hater you like fucking you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um. Like, I mean, really, all we know about this game so far is that it's being made. It's called yeah. Metroid Prime Four, and Retro's not making it apparently. And See, but that's not enough I'm for me to be like, you know, have a really decisive opinion on what this is gonna be. You know what I mean? See, and I, I understand that. I get that. I'm excited for it because it means a couple of things. Like, this was before we got the other announcement, first of all. So I was more so glad to see that Metroid was coming back. You know, I knew it was coming back, but I was glad to get some so, some sort of confirmation that one, it's coming back, two, it's coming back for the Switch. You know, the fact that it's Prime 4, you know, it, it, it if you name it like Prime 1, Prime 2, Prime 3, and then you're naming it like after Prime 3, you know, it's Prime 4, it's the sequel to Prime 3. You know, it, it it's it's like as if there's some sort of like quality that's attached to the brand. Like you know that it's going to be made with a lot of care. It's going it's going to be like a triple A game for Nintendo, or at least it should be. You know, like I don't know how they considered like Metroid Prime One, Two, and Three, but it's going to be a big budget title for them. You know, it's it's a game that a lot of people have been anticipating for for years and years, and it's kind of like how Kingdom Hearts Three really isn't the third game in the series, but they're calling it Kingdom Hearts 3 because it's something that, that they know that a lot of people want, or something that a lot of people have been waiting for. So, you know, I understand that, like, it's hard to get excited for the actual game, but I'm more excited for the fact that Metroid is coming back, and it's, it's going to be co coming back to a formula that, one, we know works, and two, it's those the Metroid Prime games are my favorite Metroid games, with the exception of Fusion. Fusion is my all-time favorite, but, you know, aside from that, Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3, I love them to death. I think they're great. And I'm glad to see that we are getting another game that will play like that. Because, again, if you're naming a Metroid Prime 4, not Metroid Prime Corruption or Federation 4, or not uh, Corruption, uh, 
Hunters or Federation Force or whatever, you're naming it four. So it's going to play like those games. It has to play like those games. So I'm uh, just glad to see that kind of formula coming back. We have to wait and see for the actual quality, but I'm just glad to see something that I know that I like coming back. Yeah. It reminds me we'll of uh, the... the Red Letter Media thing. Like, <laughs> I clapped. I clapped when I saw Metroid. I know. Personally, I'm really excited well, for this Well, me, me this personally. Game. Me personally, Nintendo I'm gave very me excited nice for Metroid bag. Prime. I clapped <laughs> when I saw the logo. I clapped because I know Metroid. Indeed we did, Rich. Dude, I feel oh. like nobody... Like, if I said that on Twitter, I would get crucified. Like... <laughs> uh, oh, wait. That you're... That you're so you're... So, it's what it sounds like is you're feeling kind of anxious about this too, Adox. No, I, I just, like... I don't... I'm not excited about a logo because I think it's fucking stupid to be excited over a logo. I think it's stupid to be yeah. blindly excited over something that doesn't show any gameplay. When people always complain, the, and you see the same people, by the way, the same fucking people complaining about CGI trailers, but lauding a logo of Metroid Prime mm. 4. It's that double standard I hate because, oh, Nintendo is giving us something we've been waiting for for so long. And it's like, uh, okay, that's cool, but is it gonna be good? Is it gonna be fun? You don't fucking know. Because we only have yeah. a logo. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it, the only, literally, the only thing is I clapped when I saw Metroid. It's one of those things, like with Rogue One. And I'm not saying it's going to be on the par with Rogue One. But I'm saying that I don't, I think Nintendo just didn't have, like, enough to reveal for E3. And wanted to do something, like, better than all their other competitors. So they were like... Oh, I'm just gonna mock up this logo, because well, by the way, the logo like... looks like shit. Logo looks like fucking shit. Yeah. It is literally a PNG of Metroid Prime added with a 4 on the Metroid font. It is the most uninspired shit. And that graphic that they did with the 4 zooming in, that it, it, it it's so easy to do that. It's not symmetrical, and that oh does bother me. Jesus. You good? Jesus. You God good? is angry at me for making Metroid me dog i'm so sorry <gasps> what did you when do to the pupper when i was ranting about metroid my whiteboard fell and my dog's tweaking out oh is your dog okay i'm really uh, don't scared don't you love how the the song in the trailer is like literally the menu theme from the first game hold on like they couldn't even compose a new song they just i mean I the game make, is, give me a sec the game i could is make still... this trailer Probably. I'm serious. I don't know. Again, right. it's not really so much that, like, I'm not saying, like, oh my god, it's going to be best, okay. we, best Metroid game. We get what you're saying. You're happy yeah, that yeah. Metroid is back. I'm just, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I think that's what a lot of other people are excited for, too. I mean, obviously, you got, like, the Nintendo fanboys who are like, Metroid Prime 4 is going to be the best game. <laughs> but I'm just excited to see it coming back. You know, that's why I don't mind these, these kind of, like, reveal trailers. I don't mind. The all CGI trailers and stuff like that because uh, yeah. it's, it's saying something is in the works it's still early in development but something is coming so we hope you look forward to well, it and I'm looking so, forward to it oh uh, I mean like let's not let's we gotta address the elephant in the room here and that's AM2R obviously yeah. like I seriously doubt we would have gotten this reveal trailer 
at this E3 if AM2R and the whole aftermath hadn't happened. Like, that's it's coming out Because September. clearly this game is very early in development. Yeah, it's no, coming out, it's coming out in September. Seen... No? No, Mercury oh. Storm has been working on Wait, it for a couple you... years. No, 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 we're not, I'm not talking about, oh, I'm not talking, talking about, about the 3DS, we're okay. talking about Prime 4. I'm talking about... Well, what are you talking about? Why, because... Why... You saw, uh, because since AM2R yes. got the whole shitstorm surrounding it, oh. uh, Nintendo fans okay, so mad. Like many saying... of us were mad, myself included, that there hadn't been a Metroid game in forever, and then, and we'll, we'll get to the other one shortly, but people were mad that there hasn't hadn't been a Metroid game since like Other M in like 2010, which was seven years ago, and everybody was pretty vocal about it, and everybody loved AM2R. And Nintendo the whole time had to basically keep their lips shut about the 3DS game. Uh, but at the same time, like, if they had just revealed that, then there would have... I'm honestly I'm surprised there hasn't been much pushback to the 3DS game, but we'll get to that. They, they Adding this Metroid Prime 4 teaser for a game that... Because, you know... Uh, Tanabe was dropping hints here and there that he wanted to make another Prime game, that he wanted to continue that Selux <clears throat> story, that cliffhanger from Prime 3, and uh, Federation Force had another cliffhanger with Selux in it. So, you, they were dropping breadcrumbs that this game was something they wanted to make, Prime 4. But there was never, like, a confirmation of it, and everybody, there was a lot of, around the time of AM2R, wait and see, wait and see, uh, that E3 from last year, there was a lot of wait and see for Metroid. Um, especially with Prime Federation Force getting backlash and stuff. Um, and, yeah, I feel like we only got this teaser this early because of that backlash. So it was like kind of their backup plan in case people weren't excited about the 3DS game. Well, here's a completely new game we're making. Uh, we're not going to tell you anything switch. else beyond that. But we're making a new game on console, our main <sighs> console with the most powerful hardware. It's a new Prime 4 game. You guys like those Prime games, right? It's nothing like Other M. Uh, so that that's what's happening next. So that, you know, even if people didn't like the 3DS game, they could say, well, we're doing this, so you can shut up now. And you'd be mm -hmm. happy. And it, for, from what I can tell, it seems to have worked for the most part. Everybody seems to... And I don't know, most of the people I've seen anyway seem just seem happy that Prime 4 is happening, but yeah, and yes, I am glad that the series is not dead and all that, and that we're getting new games, because I like Metroid a lot, but at the same time, it's like, this whole thing that happened with AIM-2R, I'm not just gonna instantly forget about it, just because, you know, basically they launched two games all of a sudden, because Nintendo has to be so tight-lipped about when mm. they reveal everything. Like... And that, like, I feel even Prime 4, it'll come out, I'll play it, it'll be good, I'm sure. And it'll, assuming that the develop, the new developers can pull it off, because I've heard mixed things about Japanese people in first-person shooter games. Like, I've heard that they don't like them very much, and that the Prime games didn't sell very well. Or, you know, there, it has something to do with, like, Japanese people generally have difficulties playing FPSs because of flickering or something. Um, so, I don't, I, I don't mean to be nativist or racist or anything, but I guess we'll have to wait and see if this within Nintendo Division can pull it off. I'm willing to be op somewhat optimistic about that, but 
when it comes to the 3DS game, uh, yeah. I guess what I should say first and foremost is, and I think, Dan, you've seen my Prime 1 playthrough that I did a long time ago. And this was around the time that uh, Link Between Worlds had just come out. And I was just like, you know, you guys should really make, uh, you know, Nintendo, you guys really should make a new game. And I was thinking, like, basically, let's take it back to its 2D roots. Let's make a game that's basically like A Link Between Worlds, but with Super Metroid, essentially. And that's essentially what Samus Returns is. Is it's, we're finally getting another 2D style of the Metroid game. And it's essentially what I w really wanted back then. Um, and it's being developed by Mercury Steam, which, who of course produced um, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, Mira Fate, and Lords of Shadow 2, which are some of my favorite games. Not Mira Fate, but the console ones are really good. I really like those games a lot. I really like Mercury Steam, and uh, they've made games with similar elements to Metroid before, Shit. like. Lords of Shadow 2 is basically a 3D Metroidvania game. Um, they're really good with their lore and their flavor text, so I think that in terms of approximating the stuff from the Prime games, they could do a good job. Um, so it's like you'd think that this would be exactly what I would want, but again, the whole well, AM2R thing... Uh, I, and I'm looking at a game that is basically... Something just got posted... Damn it, Hayrox. God damn it. <laughs> sorry. We're looking at a game that's... It's like, I really <clears throat> wish that the 3DS would just kind of die already and everything could just kind of move on to the Switch because 3DS games really have never looked good, if I'm being honest. Like, they get, almost immediately the visuals became dated. I'm not sure how to describe it, but, you know, seeing this, this blurry mess... I don't think the graphics look... That's mostly a 3DS thing. Mm. Uh, and um, the other Mercury Steam game on 3DS, Lords of Shadow Mirror ugly. Fate. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. And this game is kind of blurry and ugly too. Like, all the textures just look like crap. I'm mm. not trying to be nitpicky, but that's just how I think. And then I'm looking at all the stuff in this, all the stuff in the game, and it's like, it look, mechanically, it looks fine. Um, I like some of the new ideas that they're bringing in, like... Um, I appreciated that Other M experimented with more yes. melee kind of stuff, you know? Like, having a quick step and dodge roll and being able to, like, you know... Yeah, those melee elements. And I'm glad to see that they're not dropping that altogether. And, uh, Mercury Steam knows how to make good combat. So, it's not gonna be, like, super detailed or anything, but they're bringing in kind of, like, a melee counter sort of thing, and it leaves enemies open to shots. And they're making it a little easier to beat some of the bosses. And they're bringing in some, like, Aeonis abilities, I think they're called, where uh, Samus is, like, an extra energy bar, and she can do stuff like um, basically reveal parts of the map you can't see, which is a cool feature that I wish could have been in other games. And uh, the map screen, you can add little things to denote stuff for later so you can come back. That feature was in Mirror of Fate, but I'm glad to see it's coming back uh, the main series Metroid games 
And they're bringing back uh, Kenji Yamamoto and Minako Hamano to compose the soundtrack. Uh, Kenji Yamamoto, of course, is, was behind the Metroid Prime trilogy soundtracks. And Minako Hamano helped him compose the music for Super Metroid and, and uh, Metroid Fusion. So we'll actually get a good Metroid soundtrack in this game. Because these mm. people actually know what they're doing. Unlike the guy from Mother M, who just was conveniently working at... Uh, Whatever the people who made Other M, the Ninja, Ninja Studios, Team Ninja, he worked for Team Ninja, so that's why he composed. But meanwhile, we, you know, because we can't get David Wise for Returns, we have to have Kenji Yamamoto compose that game instead. You know, point is, like everything in terms of, I'm sure the game will be great. Like if we're just looking at it on its own terms, this is the Metroid game I've been asking for for years. But again, AM2R, and and here's the thing to add on to that. Is that this isn't just like a retro callback to Metroid. This is a remake of Metroid 2. This is another Metroid 2 remake. You know yeah. what I mean? So like them giving, you know, giving the, ce the cease and, des and desist to the uh, developer. It makes so much more sense now. It's like, it I, does. I, I, I get it. <laughs> I also get why they didn't want the, the fan game to be at the, uh, at the game show. But at the same time, it it's understandable, but it's still really shitty. If there, and it, 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 like this is like I get it, you know they're protecting their IP. I understand, but it's still really scummy. It is still yes. so fucking scummy. Thank again, God, like when, someone like when agrees Sonic, with me. Because like when 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 Sonic Four Episode One and Two were out. You know, there were still plenty of, like, classic Sonic ROM hacks and fan games <sighs> like that. I don't know when uh, Sonic uh, before and after the sequel came out. You know, it's not like as if they were challenging Sonic 4 Episode 1 or 2. You know what I mean? <sighs> and again, like, the whole thing with Kristen Whitehead, that needs to be said. And you know, uh, I should state for the record that Dr. M64 is excited about Samus Returns. Yeah. Uh, you said, like, it does, it gives a new meaning to the another in AM2R. And mm -hmm. he said it was the remake he wanted to play all this time. So, you know, good, you know. I, it's, it's still, it's, I, it, I can't just instantly forget about what happened this past summer. And yeah, there's how no... Nintendo, what Nintendo has been doing just because this game exists now. And it kind of honestly really annoys me how quick people seem to jump on this bandwagon for Samus Returns. Because, again, I'm glad this series is not dead. I'm glad we're getting more games, and if Amtuar never existed, this yeah, I would be excited for this game too, but it's just like, I've... This game doesn't look as good as Amtuar, is I guess what I'm feeling. Now, I can't say anything about that, because I've only seen gameplay of both Amtuar and this. You know, I have not played Amtuar myself. I have it, but I have not yet played it, so I'm, I'm reserving all judgment and everything like that. But with all that said, I do think that uh, Samus Returns does look really good. And I, one thing that I like, like I applauded them when I saw that they were bringing back some of the melee stuff from Other M because they could have easily, could have easily <laughs> just brushed Other M under the rug and be like, oh no, no, don't worry, that game didn't happen, you guys. Here's the Metro games that you like, hee <laughs> hee. No, they stuck to their guns, they took some of the elements that worked from other end, and they're implementing it in this remake. I like that. I like that. And we'll talk yes. about Sonic Force. we'll talk more about that in the Sonic Forces video that we'll do eventually, but 
you know, like that did make me genuinely excited for the game. Plus they're making amiibos for it, and I gotta get those amiibos, so it's like, shit, my wallet. But it's coming out this year too, like in September, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. September 15th. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I think the game looks great. But at the same time, like, even though now there's clarity, there's a reason for why they did what they did. And it wasn't them just being stingy assholes. Even though it still kind of is, it still doesn't make it right. And it's still yeah. hard to forgive. Yeah, so. I it's, it's hard for me to instantly forget about it. Like, and I feel kind of guilty, too, because this really is what I was asking for for years. Mm-hmm. And it's made by a developer I like and has made really good games and that I, that I enjoyed. And it's doing some creative new stuff. And for 3DS, it looks fine. But... And I, I feel like people are really drinking the Kool-Aid here on this one. Yeah. I don't know how so to describe you, it. It makes you wonder when this game come out, comes out. It makes you wonder how many people are going to say, Aim tomorrow, that game was never good. It was never good. This game is clearly so much better. Just because it has that Nintendo logo on it. And it it would be one thing if this game was kind of... Like, it's supposed to be a reimagining, technically, but you kind of look at the level design and you can kind of pick things out. And mm -hmm. it was like part of the Treehouse presentation. They showed gameplay from the um, Area 2, which, is, which became the Hydro Station in AM2R. And you're looking at it, and it's also a water factory kind of looking place. So it's making me wonder how similar these two games are going to be. Like, the more different they are, the, the less pointless, I guess, it will be to me. Because, like, I don't... Official release, official Nintendo produced game or not. I, you know, it's like, if AIM2R is better, AIM2R is better. You know? I don't know. See, and that, that's, that's the way how I, how I try to see it. It's, you know, we have AM2R, and we're also going to be getting Samus Returns, you know. Honestly, I don't think it matters which is better. I don't think we should be comparing, like, or, or putting down others who prefers one over the other. It doesn't matter. What's important is that we have good games to play. You know, we shouldn't try to, like, make ourselves feel better by saying, Oh, but the version I play is clearly superior than your version because so-and-so made it. I just you know? wish this was... A brand new original game instead. Mm -hmm. Then no, I, I, hear that. I would have much higher clarity of mind, but because this is a remake of Metroid 2, and because of what happened last summer, and that and um Mirror of Fate on 3DS, which was um Mercury Steam's previous 3DS game, was mm -hmm. easily the weakest Lords of Shadow game by far. It was really dull. And I'm just... I, the gameplay I saw from the treehouse looks pretty promising. But I, I part of me is like, what if this is just like Mirror of Fate? Mm. And I really hope it isn't. Mirror of Fate wasn't terrible, but it was really dull. Mm. Like, all the, all the combat from Lords of Shadow 1 and 2 just doesn't translate to 2D very well. It's kind of like how classic Castlevania doesn't translate well to 3D. But, I don't know, I digress. Uh, like I said, I don't think it's important to be comparing the two. All I think is important is whether or not they're good games on their own. Because if they're both, because hey, look at it this way: if if both games are good, like if this new game turns out good, we got two great versions of Metroid Two to play, and I think that's pretty fucking cool. 
I don't think again, right. like I don't I don't see the point in like comparing them and contrasting them. Like oh, and I'm not it's saying kind of it's inevitable. wrong. And I was gonna say yes, the comparisons are going to be inevitable, especially with all the drama that happened with AM2R. But at the same time, it's like I just if they're both good games, there's no point. You know, just enjoy them for what they are. Have fun. Alright. Well that that's where I'm coming from on this. Um I can already see the shitstorm in the comments, but, you know. Oh, uh, wait Dan, till we get to Sonic Forces. Anyways. Hey, docs. Um, can we wrap wrap it up? Um, I passed out for like a solid five minutes. Very tired. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is past one o'clock. All right. Uh, well, do you guys have any <laughs> other thoughts on the whole Metroid thing? I Dan? from I don't know. He's, he's tired. See now, see after all this, all this talk, I feel weird for saying that I'm excited for both of these. <laughs> Good one. Like a lot. <laughs> after all this talk, but I am. So I don't That's know. That's okay, King K. I respect you. I'm excited, even though it's a logo, <laughs> and even though AM2R happened, I'm I am excited. For all right. Samus returns, but. No, King K, that's okay. I'm just a cynical asshole. No, no, he didn't. A Nintendo just... hating cook. <laughs> I felt like King K. I don't know. I'm felt, sorry if I made weird. you feel bad. I will say this about Nintendo's thing, though, and I'll keep it short because it is late. Um, I am impressed with its diversity because, like, almost at all of their big Nintendo franchises, they almost got some time with the got some time to shine. We got Zelda DLC. We got a new Metroid games, <laughs> Xenoblade, Fire Emblem, Mario. Yoshi Kirby, it was pretty diverse. It also kind of it has me hopeful for the next E3 that comes along that maybe we'll be getting some, uh, you know, some more lesser known IPs getting some love, like Pikmin, F Zero, maybe give Star Fox another chance. You know, like it seems like since they're getting all their big guns out of the way, so that way next year or you know in the future we can get some of the smaller ones snuck in there. So I, I, that's what I want to see. Also, Haydox, I see the little thing that you posted in the chat. Mm. Lovely. <laughs> He's smashing communism. <laughs> Christ. Alright. Well, uh, oh, it has shit. been another long E3 season. I think this comes up to like what? Um, like four hours and 45 minutes. In total. Yeah. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, I did. <laughs> No, Ryan always has fun. Yeah, yeah. it looks like the sad Donkey Kong. Aww. <laughs> when, when she won't let you shower her with <laughs> coconut cream pies. Anyways, fellas, I'm gonna... see that smile on your head. Go to sleep. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Take care. Good one. Uh, Good night, everybody. I'm going to sell you my wife. The end. Why? Uh.